Ooh, yeah! Killer Pop from Outer Space presents War Games. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Killer Pod from Outer Space. We are here with a special 100th episode, and we have a couple co-hosts in person. We have Brother Pete. Hello. And we have got Brother Sean. Hello. It is always so nice to have us all in person here. No uh, virtual hotline for me to drop some random name from around the room. How you boys doing? Doing good. We uh, got together a little earlier, had some pre-show beers. Now we are having live show beers. We got some some whiskey. Some whiskey. The Long Branch from Wild Turkey. So this is the McConaughey, you said? Yeah, it's McConaughey. Got together with the head of Wild Turkey and... It's really good. I mean, Wild Turkey always does it right, but uh, this is a really good middle of the road as far as price. Um, I dig it. It's com- it's it's often on sale at the state store if you keep your eye out for it. But it runs um, what is it like forty bucks a bottle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I think so. Quite smooth. And so yeah, if you I get always it on sale. It's like thirty five ninety nine. So I always enjoy the uh, the big cork, big cork. Big cork plug, big hole. They used to call me that in college. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we dive into beers then, too? Sure. All right, so to go along with the Wild Turkey Long Branch, um, beers are a little split up tonight. I got the... Who the fuck made this? The Rar Brewing uh, Reaper, double IPA with laurel hops, uh, out of... Cambridge, Maryland, not Cambridge, Massachusetts, Cambridge, Maryland, Rar Brewing. The, the are, Rar is uh, one of the IPA uh, powerhouses known on the East Coast. What do you boys got? Uh, Sean and I both have, uh, provided by Vinny, uh, classic Oscar Blues, Mama's Little Yellow Pills, Bohemian Pilsner. Oscar Blues, one of the forerunners in craft brewing starting back oh, in yeah. the 90s that's good after a couple of those root down beers I could do yeah. something that's 4.7% uh, yeah for sure root down always kills it I'm always so happy when I go there yeah even even if some sloppy drunks are dropping glasses yeah terrible <laughs> there was a group uh, behind us a uh, fairly large group but like they were doing lots of fanny packs some kind of 90s theme thing where they were they were wearing like 90s uh, poorly executed like era shirts very poorly executed uh, and breaking glasses left and right where the the team had to come keep mopping up after them and cleaning up not a good showing by them if you're gonna be that guy that breaks a beer glass at the brewery at least like pick up the big pieces yourself they just like drop them and, and back away yeah they waited for the the staff to come pick them up don't be that guy they did move to the lower area I guess hoping that they would have less casualties. I don't know. But they need to get together. Um, all right. What do you guys got going on the news front? 
Mm. Watch some Stranger Things. Stranger Things. I'm out of the loop. Don't. We're not gonna. You know, the internet's full of spoilers. We're not gonna spoil it, but uh, you know, good good setup for a final season. Um, to come, hopefully not as far down the line as it took for this one to come out. This one took like two and a half years to come out. Yeah, if if you're like me, your interest kind of waned over the last you know two seasons two and three, but season four brought me like right back in. Yeah, very. Where the show kind of teeters between sci-fi and horror, this was very horror, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think I lost interest in the very beginning of season three. So, uh, from what I've been hearing, I mean, everyone's talking about this show. And then from what you guys were telling me at dinner, maybe I should dive back in. But there's there's you know there's the a lot spoilers of sp- are running rampant. Yeah, like, they're not lot- saying what happened. But there's a lot of, like, hashtag, you know, whatever. someone yeah. dies, whatever. There's a lot of strong characters in the show. Someone come, came in this season who is, like, very much, you know, would be a brethren of, of us here. Fellow metalhead. I don't want to interrupt, but does he remind you of Chris Marone from high school bit, at all? Yeah. Like, yeah. He's the same <laughs> fucking guy that we used yeah. to hang out with, which I think is why I like, I like him so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, Eddie. Uh, just a good old metalhead. Metalhead. Um, you know, there's teen romance in there. I don't really give a shit about that. Some people might uh, care a little bit about that, but you know, I mean, it's just part of the story. It's not like it. It's not like it drags it down, but um, you know, it's been part of it since the beginning. So you just kind of have to keep up with it as part of the storyline. But um, as far as the horror storyline of it all, strong, and uh, yeah, I, I think it. It, it was a good setup for what I don't know if they're just gonna do a full season or they're gonna do like a three part whatever down the line but well so. it seems to be the trend with all TV shows where it's split especially the final season where it's split into at least two parts yeah I think pretty it, it all really started back with uh, Sopranos and it was really just two seasons but they split up the sixth season into two parts and then that uh, Breaking Bad followed suit, and um, now with streaming, I think that all becomes easier because there aren't there isn't pressure from you know corporate executives that oh you need fifteen episodes ready to go or you need twenty five episodes. I mean, most most like uh, quality, well, I'll say premium shows like on the line of Breaking Bad or Sopranos or or Stranger Things, you know, they're limited in budget and they're putting their money towards more practical effects and stuff like that. So they don't go, you know, 20 episodes. Plus, sometimes you don't need that. You know, it ends up dragging in the middle when you have those long seasons. As we've seen from things like The Walking Dead, which has longer seasons. um, Though, I mean, I know I... I think the last four seasons of Walking Dead have been split into two parts. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I get... As I've mentioned before on here, I'm sure gave up on The Walking Dead. Vinny stuck with it, but... uh, they're definitely even some of the ones when I stuck with it in the beginning. There were definitely episodes where you're like, yeah, you could have cut this out. Yeah, you know, we don't need an hour of them walking. Uh, to go along with TV sh- TV shows, I'm happy Joe Bob and The Last Drive-In got renewed, but this current season I've been disappointed. Yeah, I just haven't cared about what he's been showing, and I don't know if it's limited to. I mean. It is limited to what 
Shutter has available because of the partnership. I mean, but Shutter has a huge library, and yeah. I just haven't cared about. We've talked about a lot of Shutter originals on this show, and I mean, I wouldn't be mad about. I know, it, you know, he likes to really go into the history of movies uh, and I like go back and back back into the history of a director of an older movie from like the 80s or the 70s um and maybe you can't do that as much but he, they have done a few shot originals but you know if they were to do more I don't see any any hurt in doing that but I get why you know the show is kind of a whole more th- throwback thing in general so but yeah. you know to throw a few more shot originals in there certainly wouldn't hurt yeah it, this season just seems kind of like a dud I've been less interested but I, if, I am happy to see that as renewed I wonder if that has anything to do with the pandemic too because I feel like Friday nights during the pandemic Joe Bob was like a big thing for you guys that's true too as shit's gotten you know more and more back to normal during the pandemic like the, the quarantine time frame right, like right. the Michael Jordan show yeah, and Joe Bob was like the mm. big thing. I was like, "Oh my god, I got something to look forward to." At least something to do on a Friday night. Yeah, I'm Michael Jordan show, damn good. And I and I'm, I'm really not, and not that I never cared about basketball, but I've never been a huge basketball guy. But I mean that era. I mean that's like peak basketball, especially in our lifetime. I mean that like Michael Jordan was. I mean he was beyond a basketball star. Mm-hmm. He was a he was a icon of all media really um and really interesting to see kind of the background of all that not that we need to talk about that but just because you mentioned it have you guys uh been watching the offer on paramount no very good what's that about so um it's the first i've seen of this and i i would imagine based on its success and how uh, everyone's talking about it. We'll see more of it, but it's the making of the Godfather, but in uh, a scripted, I know, I, I fictionalized form. Um, super good. I mean, it is captivating. I'm sure it's more dramatized than it actually was in real life. Like you know, that's, that's how things go. But even a little bit of it, like with the mafia being involved and Italian Americans kind of lashing out against the. The, the the book and the making of it being a movie. Uh, but it's super cool seeing what young modern day actors they have playing a young Al Pacino, a young Marlon Brando. Uh, it is it is really good. It's on Paramount. Uh, I'm like halfway through and I'm sucked in on it. The other show I've heard a lot about lately is The Staircase, which... Um... I haven't watched the show, but I watched the original document, documentary that came wow. out back in, um, well, it, it kind of spanned, I think, the early 2000s into the 2010s. Uh, the, so the, the true document, documentary case that followed a court case of this guy whose wife died on a staircase and he was basically the only person home and, you know, was blamed and charged and... Or blamed and tried for her murder and all this stuff. And my understanding is the show kind of followed more of these popular 
um, conspiracy theories that people had about it, but I recommend, I, I, like I said, I haven't watched it, but the documentary is really good. It's like an eight part documentary, but really, really well done and, and very popular in the crime scene community. Was that the one about Michael Peterson? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we watched that in forensic science back yeah. in high school and it was. Yeah. Well, they even, so there was a first part that was a bit round back then and then Netflix has a, that along with a second part that was recorded okay. later. Um, they really paint him like as an innocent guy and then you find out. Well, you find out all this other stuff. I don't want to ruin it for anybody who has who wants to check it out, but that he, yeah, yeah, shady. His whole life is kind of a lie, so you yeah. don't really know what to believe. But at the same time, you're like, I think he's innocent, because you're like, you know, how could he be so stupid, right, to be to kill her when he's the only person home, and then call the cops. But anyway, yeah, but the HBO one, so it's like a uh, scripted version of it, right? Dramatization. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it has, but it has big cast. It has uh, the woman from um, Hereditary. Um, the, I, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't watched it. I just know that she's in it. And uh, also, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger's son, Patrick Schwarzenegger, plays the son or stepson. Hmm. Yeah. He doesn't look anything like Arnold. He's, <laughs> he's kind of scrawny. <laughs> he's more of a Kennedy. Anything on the music front? I don't have much for this week. Um, my only thing is that I've been playing the new Coheed album, which I know I re- mentioned was coming out the last time I recorded. It's interesting. It definitely like every different. every song they released as a single, which was like four or five songs, are all really fun, great, good songs that I blast. The only thing I have against it is that they like do a lot of uh, voice effects on his voice, which like he has such a unique singing voice as it is. I don't find that necessary, but as with most things, you know, I give him multiple listens and I like it more and more as I go on. So I, 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 in general, as I get older, you know, like when we were, when we were youths, you know, and a band would come out like. I'll use Brand New, for example. Uh, band Sean and I listened to a lot growing up. Like, their first album was, like, straight-up pop-punk. Their second album was, like, pop-punk plus, like... Emo. Emo. And then they would went into, like, almost, like, Smith's Morrissey inspira- inspiration stuff after that. And so, like, at the time, I was, like, a little, like... I didn't like band changing their sound, but, like, as I get older, it's, like... Obviously, a band has the right to change and explore whatever the hell they want like um i mean every band does it it's just you know you don't be a dumb uh, gatekeeper on your music <laughs> you know yeah. let, let bands do what they want and you don't have to listen to stuff you don't like so yeah but i was thinking uh municipal waste put out a new album this week mm-hmm. i think we talked about it a bunch of times before but mm-hmm. municipal waste made it high up on the bracket when we did that back in uh, March, didn't make the final four, but almost made it. Yeah, they, they were high up. Um, I didn't hear the new album yet. Oh, it's, it's. I mean, I've heard the singles. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I just haven't had the the chance. You know, when I, when a new thing comes out, I like to sit down and take it in as a whole. Um, so just haven't had the chance to do that. In fact, 
the drive home tomorrow is probably a good opportunity for me to do that. Yeah, yeah. You've listened to the whole thing, Sean? No, actually, I didn't make it all the way through. But I think it's... I think they put... There's something like 16 songs, and it's like 30 minutes. So I'm going to guess it's oh, fast. Wow. And Oh, damn. Well, yeah, I mean, like, that's in that... That thrash style. Yeah. Bunch of songs, 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, burn right through it. Yeah. Uh, there's another band that I like called Candy, uh, a hardcore band, but more on the chaotic side that just put out an album called Heaven Is Here. Uh, pretty dope, real heavy, chaotic if you're into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, there was something else, just TV, that I was going to bring up and then escaped my mind. Because I've been watching the Mayans, but no one cares about that. Is that good? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's how many seasons in is it? Is uh, three. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah. And how involved is Sons of Anarchy in it at all? Are they like the third season heavily? As as like clashing? There's like callbacks to the original show. Cast? Yeah. Jax? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh. They can't mention him. He's too, was too important to the original show. I feel like there was some callbacks there. It was a. Uh, they went big this season. It was good. So, is it is it? Where does it take place in the timeline as far as Sons of Anarchy? Is it before, during, after? After. Okay. After what happened to Jax. Mm. Okay. So. And it's kind of like the you know like the rebuild phase for Sons, and the Mayans are doing their own thing and. Is, is well, because anybody... the Sons and and when Sons of Anarchy ended. The Suns and the Mayans were kind of... They weren't friends, but they were, like, okay with each other. Yeah, and that's how it continues. Were, were they, in the beginning of Suns, like, they hated each other. Yeah. And this doesn't have any of that. Yeah. Who, who was left of the Suns back... Like, Tig was still around, I think. So, Tig... Any, any of those guys still... Tig is... So, it doesn't get brought up again until season three of Mayans, but Tig is VP. Okay. And they don't mention... There's no mention or or sight of the president okay. of the Suns, but um, there's there's some stuff with Tig, there's and there's some stuff with other. Tig sons. was one of my favorite parts of Suns, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I had to hope he's still yeah. around a little bit. It's good. As far as watching stuff, I mean, summer season's upon us. We've mentioned it. I haven't gotten into any of my summer slashers yet. Uh, this is a big jo- so it's 4th of July weekend it's a big Jaws weekend for me hey, we I- did watch we we did watch Jaws 3 today I was going to say you were, right. late, you were late to root down you were, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like wow boys I'm watching Jaws 3 I'll, I'll be there when I can <laughs> well, so I don't I don't have a lot of summer horrors that I typically watch what do I need to watch uh, well, I, I this mean, is I, summer I, slashers. Sleepaway sleep, sleep, sleep sleep camp. camp. Sleepaway camp. I'll probably watch sleepaway camp this week, just because. Got to see that humongous pot for cooking corn. <laughs> um, Jaws for sure. The burning. Jaws. Jaws like Fourth of July is big for Jaws. Yeah. Uh, I'll. Um, I mean, I watched the original. Like, I mean, I might as well have that thing memorized. But I'm excited. And not eager to watch it for this 4th of July, the, the original, because uh, 
they're re-releasing it in IMAX and 3D in September. So I'm going to watch both of those. Hmm. Wasn't there reports recently of a great white off the coast of Jersey? Someone been a few. Died. Someone died recently. Like pretty, pretty recently, right? Yeah, there's been a few sightings. So watch out. I don't know if it was in Jersey or if it was down in Florida. I thought there was. I, I thought. Jersey but I mean, was... as far as the person that oh, okay. w- w- that died, I mean, I don't remember where it was, where it happened. But yes, there's definitely been sightings in Jersey. I think like off Sea Isle, cause, or maybe Ocean City, because I know Gia's got cousins that go down there. Yeah, there's been a few. Fuck out. Yeah, I don't fuck with the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> no deep blue sea action. Are you gonna swim in the ocean in Punicana? Uh, maybe. There's shark yes. nets. Okay. Doesn't feel any better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So for one, or for episode one hundred, we're gonna revisit the for our longtime listeners. If you remember episode one, we did a horror questionnaire I found on the interweb, and a few other podcasts have done it, uh, either to start off their podcast or just at some point. In their library, there's a a slew of questions, uh, pretty generic questions, about your taste in horror. And as the host of the show, we did it episode one to as like a point to get to know us. Since then, I 100 episodes later, we have added Pete and Sean as co-hosts, which has been great. And now it's time to see what the uh, collective group thinks of these questions. Not just me and Jeff, uh, the whole group answering these questions. We eliminated some that were kind of duds in the first episode. So I think the first episode we had uh, 31 questions. Now we're down to 28, but it's fun. Um, get to know a little bit more about us. Uh, I think most of our listeners, especially if, if uh, you have stuck with us from the beginning, you know me and Jeff's taste, but getting to know Sean and Pete's taste, uh, because they kind of just jumped in as co-hosts somewhat recently and just dived into like various war games and watches or die. Getting to know everyone's taste through these questions will be fun. So we have twenty-seven questions, and we'll dive in and we'll hash it out, see what's going on. I got notes. I'm ready. To notes? I did. I, I'm going in like completely. I'm, it, I, yeah, I'm, it's I'm, it's I'm, the same thing I did for the first episode. I'm, I'm, I'm going in just off the top of my head. I'm well, so far behind you guys in terms of my horror knowledge that if I don't come prepared, then I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be an empty slate here. I'm a bit off the cuff. I wasn't even gonna listen or review the questions, and then Vinny sent them yesterday, so at least I read through them and know what they are. So I, I figured like one day's notice. Yeah. I was surprised you guys didn't like say like, "Hey, are you gonna send these questions?" Or what? Oh, I listened to episode one. Well, oh, you did. Just, I mean, just, I listened yeah. to it when oh, yeah. it was first released. But uh, no, I mean, if you if this is your first time listening, then you don't hey, know that we're a little laxed. Wasn't episode one so different? Like, oh yeah, how much me and Jeff got along and we're like <laughs> agreeing with each other. We're like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, man, like cool like different opinion but i'm cool with it you guys were at, you guys were bringing dr love in and like oh what's your favorite west craven movie and he's like i who's west craven <laughs> yeah. we're like, we're like oh he's but the, a big horror fan it's, the, it's what it is. 
dynamic between me and Jeff was like so much. Yeah, it like, was. We were so you much nicer to each other. You didn't argue about it. Yeah. Like, like, yeah oh, yeah. That. That's cool, man. Like, I disagree, but it's all good. Yeah, I mean, I'm and not going like, to say. And I was like, fuck you. I'm not going to say, it's because nerves, it's not that you were nervous. You didn't. You guys didn't sound nervous or anything, but there was like a excitement, I guess, to it. That like, yeah. I think changed, that made you just a little, not bubbly, but just more willing to be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever you think. Yeah. We are best friends. <laughs> I was super nervous. It's, uh, know, eh? it's different. Like, I mean, like, can you relate to when the uh, first time you guys were on? Oh, it's I'm weird, still, right? I'm still nervous now. Yeah, first time, well, no, so for me, the first time I came on was probably, I don't know, 20 some episodes in, mm. something around 20, 30 episodes in. Um, and for me, it was just weird because I'm used, to, I was used to listening. So like, just like when to pop in or like not wanting to interrupt. And now we just talk over each other all the time. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it was just like weird. Cause like, you know, I, I especially cause that was like pretty early on COVID. So I was used to like, just listening to you guys in my car or in my headphones while I was mowing the lawn. And then all of a sudden I was like. You know, it's not like I mean you're my friends already. That's not so. It's not like I was like, oh, I'm on the Tonight Show or something. <laughs> yeah. But it was like I, it was weird because I'm just I was just used to listening, and now I was like, oh, I need to give some input. Um, but no, there there is. It's awkward at first. I mean, for like I said, for this, I definitely was like, ah, some questions. I'm willing to go off the cuff. When you're coming in for your first list or something, you definitely want to have stuff prepared. You want to have some like. And and we still don't. I mean, you know, we still always forgetting actors' names, directors' names. Mm. You know, I went a big blank last time talk last episode trying to think of like some major ass actor. But uh, you know, this is why uh, we don't make money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think your guys' wealth of knowledge about horror is so much more vast than my own. Well, I, if I mean, I'm not Vinny prepared, and Jeff are even more so than me. You know, it's kind of if I'm not prepared, I can't keep up with you guys. So I gotta, you know. And uh, Brian, our friend Brian Blanche, who I'd love to get on here sometime. The best. I don't know if he'll be able to. He lives in Baltimore, but I know he's gonna listen. I mentioned because I had mentioned to him when we were talking the other week, um, just that I both Sean and I had been on more, so he'll probably, you know, he he said he saved the podcast and that he'll listen to more episodes and uh but he is like like how Vinny and Jeff are with like comic book knowledge and both video games and, and video games and, and he also plays too. D&D so he just has like all this like and I don't mean this in a negative way he just has like this nerd knowledge that's like vast but like good you know I mean when I say nerd I'm in at least in this context I mean it in a good way because like you know he just he's been a comic book reader as far as long as I've known him you know he Played, I used to just like sit in his bedroom and watch him play Diablo and like, <laughs> eat his snacks. Cause I, his, still, his, I still play. His house had a snack drawer, which my house did. <laughs> so. I texted and, him the other night. I was I got like a cartridge off Amazon that has like 196 Sega Genesis games. And one of them is Zombies Ate Your Neighbors. Oh, yeah. Which is the whole reason I bought it. Yeah. Because that game was fucking best. And I remember hanging out with Blanche. Back when we were teenagers and just playing that game. And I think we beat it the whole way through. Yeah. Just the two of us. like. So he used to play Diablo on his computer. And I would play 
Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine on <laughs> on his Sega, which is like, it's basically like the the Sonic answer to Tetris. You're just like trying to line up beans, <laughs> colored beans. It's a lot more fun than it's. <laughs> and it's just like, I was addicted to it. So, anyway. Hey, Brian. What's up? Blanche. And we have to get uh, the drummer from Rock Bottom. Uh, Martello. He probably trumps you and Jeff in horror knowledge, which is insane. He is like, he is probably the biggest cinephile I've ever met. So that would be intimidating. Yeah. That's why I said... I, maybe I, for I, the Giallo episode? Maybe. Because yeah. we keep talking about doing the Giallo one. Yeah, he does He does 24 hours of horror on, on Halloween. Like, I don't know Fuck. if he goes to a, a theater or if he just does it at home, but he just watches 24 hours of horror. I have tried that. And you have come the closest I've ever seen to for October during like the 31 days of Halloween. Uh, I did it last year. I, but, I, I but haven't I, accomplished that. But, but, but it's there is a bit of cheating. I haven't accomplished so, that. So some days I double up if I know I have to work like a double the next day. I'm yeah, but that counts. Yeah, still, yeah. yeah. No, that no, but I do fit in. I, last year, I actually fit in like 33. There's a guy. Ah, oh, fuck. I forget his name. He wrote a book about it. He tried to do a year of that. A year of watching a different horror movie every single day of the year. And he wrote a book about it. How, how like kind of ruined his life <laughs> like he was like missing shit for his children oh, man. uh missing stuff for like weddings like he went to an all-inclusive uh wedding and he was like sitting in their hotel room like well gotta watch a horror movie fuck hey, fuck you sorry um yeah no i'm I... for so for him to accomplish it for a year and i can't even get it done for a month that's pretty well done um yeah, I mean, it does, it does, uh, the only thing I'd say that it affects you, and I'm not the kind of guy that like, oh, I need to watch something bubbly after I watch a really, like, intense horror movie, but when you're watching nothing but horror movies for a month, then it does affect you in like, like, I start dreaming horror movie kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Um, not like, night, not necessarily nightmare, but just like that's the kind of shit like that's in your head because like you're not you know um yeah no i look forward to it because because i what i aside from bringing in um you know some some of my all-time favorites i try and do at least 20 out of the 31 days a movie i haven't seen before yeah which with shutter makes it easy Oh yeah, shut sure, um, got a ton of content. So, all right, before we get into this questionnaire, we got twenty. What did I say? Twenty-seven questions coming at you. We're gonna do a quick intermission because I have to pee. So we'll be right back in a second, and we're back. Um, so I do want to mention we have the VHS Fest coming back to the Mahoning Drive-In Theater. And the Killer Product crew will be there. It is a three-night event. We'll be there for one night, Saturday night. Uh, it is Blobfest in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, Saturday during the day. And we'll be at VHS Fest at Mahoning Drive-In Movie Theater on a Saturday in the evening. I don't know the movie lineup. I think the it, only one I know is like Ghoulies 2. Was that on the movie? Yeah. Is that the night? 
I don't know the rest of them. It's a good. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a good lineup. It it's uh it's all being played on VHS. Uh, the Mahoning is famous for teaming up with Exhumed Films for doing thirty five mil, and for this one, it'll be all VHS showings on the big screen. I assume they're gonna show like the original like pre-tape like ads and oh, yeah. you know, like all the yeah. shit you would usually see on a VHS back in the day. Yep. That's fun for people. It's going to be good. Age. And we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll, we will uh, record on site mobile on the way up there. When we get there, it'll be a thing for sure. All right. But in the meantime, let's get into this questionnaire. So we have, 27 questions. You guys ready to kick it off? Let's, I think I got an idea. Let's, yeah, I just let's opened a 32-ounce Modelo, so I'm ready. <laughs> oh, man, I thought it was champagne. Like, well, it is the, the Me- champagne. It is the Mexican high life. Yeah. Mm. Modelo. No bueno. I'm getting ready to crack into a Bud Red Phillies beer. Soon, later. Oh, I'm still drinking Pete's whiskey. <laughs> Long branch. All right. Question one. Slasher or zombies? You got thoughts? You want to? I do. Um, and for me, it's not that difficult of a decision. I know we don't have our resident zombie man here, but um, it's slashers. And I'll tell you, my reasoning is pretty simple. Is because there's more, and if and you got to follow me on this. I mean, if you listen closely, it makes sense. There's more bad slashers that are good than there are bad zombie movies that are good. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, like, I, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna use uh, an epic all time slasher movie, Sleepaway Camp, as an example. It's kind of a bad slasher, but it's good because it's so corny and and hokey and you know yeah and, I mean, and and very oddly um uh, erotic in its um pervy you know <laughs> we call them baldies <laughs> it's like one of the creepiest things i've ever heard in the horror movie that cook is all kinds of inappropriate yeah yeah, yeah. I was going to agree with you. I think slashers for me are definitely more fun. I have more nostalgia tied up in slasher films. Yeah. I mean, certainly my opinion, were we to go a one-on-one, you know, randomized bracket of slashers pitted against some zombie movies, some zombie movies might take out a few slashers, but still, for the most part, I would probably pick the slasher over... The, the one thing I will say about zombie movies is I think they get into a lot more depth. Uh, I think they can tell a much better story. Yeah. Especially now in 2022 with, you right. know, like the pandemic and shit. Well, it feels like more relevant than ever when people are starting to tell zombie flicks. Well, that's why I feel like a, a zombie movie needs to be a little bit higher quality than a slasher. Because a slasher, you're just in it for the, you're just along for the ride. Whereas the the zombie movie need to need to explain, and not always because there's some movies like, uh, demons, well, which is not really a zombie movie. That's a possession movie. So, 
that's not even a good example. Um, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, you know, there needs to be a origin story to the how the outbreak happened, or or like something, you know, in the beginning explaining. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, no, I'm 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 definitely I'm I'm in no way against zombies because some of my favorite horror movies are zombie movies, but. Yep. Um, definitely slasher over yeah. zombie if I had to pick one. I have slashers as well, but I wanted to throw in for zombies a little bit that, you know, I think it could be deserving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I am slasher uh, over zombie in the fact that it's more fun uh, viewing and it's more seasonal which I mentioned in the first episode, like you have your your uh, slashers uh, through the various holidays. Zombie movies, they get more, I mean, not uh, ser- serious isn't the right word, but... They've gotten more acclaim... Uh, yeah, the World War Z wasn't that Brad Pitt got cast yeah. in World War Z? I mm-hmm. never saw it, but and that and that movie you know goes into a category which falls into another question, which we'll get into later. But um, yeah, I mean, I think it's slasher is a little bit more. Uh, yeah, like Vinny said, they're more fun. I think you can do a little bit more with them than you can with a zombie movie. A zombie movie, there's always going to be like hordes against a small group of people. Slasher, with the except with the exception of a few movies, it's generally one versus a group instead of a, a group versus a few. Yeah. Um. But uh, e- you know, each one has their has their their strong suits you know like the thing that i that i love about zombies movies is what is the creativeness that gets behind what people have to do to get away from them for example like for example living in a mall you know and that opens up a whole you know world of of um both you know kind of funny stuff that can happen and like what they do with the stuff that happens in the mall or you know that's just going with that one movie example but All right, question two. Wes Craven or John Carpenter? I thought this was going to be way easier to answer because for me, right off the bat, I was it Carpenter. Yeah. And then I looked at Wes Craven's filmography, and I still think, for me, it's Carpenter, just based on a number of reasons. But I was actually surprised uh, at how close I thought it was. I pick Carpenter just based on the fun factor. Yeah. I, I, I listened to the episode you guys recorded because I don't want to talk about the exact same shit you did. Um, but Scream is fun as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... And I think we mentioned it on the, on the first episode, like how he, re- he rebooted the uh, genre. Yeah, multiple times. With Scream and, and uh, Nightmare. Yeah. But Carpenter, ugh. It's still Carpenter for me. Yeah. Yeah, it's Carpenter for me also because Carp- like Carpenter uh, 
explored the world outside of horror too with um, some action movies and and all that stuff. Um, although, I mean, sure, you could argue they live is definitely in the realm of horror, um, sci-fi action, um, Escape from New York, sci-fi action, uh, but, um, I, and I don't really know, I mean, I know Wes Craven is dead and John Carpenter is alive. He is? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I don't know if that was just that he died young, but I feel like Carpenter was an inspiration for Wes Craven and that some of the Wes Craven stuff we got wouldn't exist without John Carpenter. Um, I think the other thing for Carpenter too and I don't know how much Wes Craven had to do with it in his films but like the soundtracks in the Carpenter movies mm -hmm. are fucking awesome even to this date what I love about uh, Wes Craven is that is his constant um, well especially when you got into his into the screams um, the nods to you know just the history of horror and his respect for that um, Billy Loomis, um, you know, him, him being the janitor in the Freddy sweater in the first scream and stuff like that. Um, you know, he's, you can tell that he's just like a stand up guy. I mean, everyone that ever worked with him, um, you hear them say nothing but nice things about him. Um, I just, I mean, it's tough to say. I mean, this this is this is just my opinion, obviously, and but I think that the John Carpenter just has a few is a little bit more iconic his movies. I mean, Halloween being probably the most iconic horror movie of all time, right? I mean, yeah, and uh... and it predates. Freddy by Pre predates well, Freddy 15 predates years, Friday the 13th not that that's either a director but um you know yeah I I'd agree it's Carpenter for me and then and it's his role in the action films that he put together the Kurt Russell shit yeah oh and uh, Big Trouble in Little China which is just straight up action uh, I mean there's some sci-fi in there too but um you know they live as Carpenter too, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, the man doesn't miss until the '90s, and even the '90s ones are fun. The va Vampires is not a great movie, but it's fun. E mm -hmm. and even this year, the new Firestarter. You were, Vinny was telling me John Carpenter had a big hand in the score. Okay. And the only thing people were talking positively about, I haven't seen it yet, but I still haven't seen it. But people but, were still giving rave reviews about the score of that film, even though the film maybe didn't do as well as people thought. But he knows he knows his music. Um, big part in the new Firestarter. Uh, I mean, he has three albums alone with just his his scores on yeah. vinyl. That are awesome. Alright. Number three. Favorite Scream Queen slash Final Girl. So. Um, I wanted to go a little out of the box on this one. Because I feel like we've talked about 
some of the obvious ones before. So one that I really enjoy and I uh, don't know his don't recall ever really being talked about on here is Aaron from your next. I, I think, think I, I don't think I've seen it. You haven't? I don't think so. Oh. It's a really fun movie. Yeah. And uh it just kinda it's almost a little home alone y in that this girl is like you know, the whole thing the whole trope with the screen queen final girl is that they're like on the run, they're not ready for it, and this girl was just like ready to fucking fight and like and fought back in sort of Macaulay Culkin fashion a little bit. So maybe not my hands down favorite because I mean if I if I had to really go absolute favorite I'd probably have to say Sydney because she's officially the longest surviving one if you go by uh I mean I mean Halloween is kind of fucked up because yeah. because of how that whole timeline works and how the new one I um, love Jamie obviously, Lee. Obviously you can't love pick, Jamie, Jamie Lee Curtis is Obviously, love Jamie Lee Curtis. She's the, the original. She's the, the original. Standard. She, yeah, she's the standard which everyone else has to be held up to. Um, I love Sydney. Um, actually, to jump on the news front, back on news. Apparently, they finally, they did recently make an agreement that she will be in this next one. Oh, really? Even though they said that she wasn't, I guess it was a money thing. Ah. Um, and I knew and that. the following because apparently there's going to be two. So, ah. Well. Who knows? Uh, two things will fall through, I'm sure. But yeah. Um, anyway, I uh, so Sydney from Scream, but no, I mean Aaron from Your Next. Um, it's a movie I've only seen once, but uh, original premise as far as a slasher movie. It's a whole group of people attacking a family during a family reunion, right? Isn't that what it is? Or it's an anniversary? Something like that. But, um, yeah, she just, she just, like, basically fights back in, um, a pretty brutal way, which I thought was, it makes it a little bit more original, and I thought I'd want to talk about that. I yeah, it. but I did make some notes, um, and I think you guys talked a bunch about Sigourney Weaver and Alien, because mm. how would you not talk about her as a final girl? Mm-hmm. And I had Nev Campbell, too. From Scream, but I also wrote down Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, she was in I know I know what you did last summer. <laughs> I thought she died. She might have. Uh, I mean, I guess if uh, a Scream Queen, but I, I, I also have to this be wasn't a final just a uh, Final Girl. It was also Scream Queen. So I thought including her, even just for the mention of her being. She didn't bad. die until the third one, though. Sure. I thought it was the right? second one. Could be wrong. She goes through a window. And then I think she survives the window thing, but then I think she gets like a hook through the back and that's what does it. Ah. But any chance I can add Sarah Michelle Gellar then She'll be back on, on this episode. <laughs> uh but the other one I wrote down just because she's kind of like riding a big wave now was Anya Taylor Joy from The Witch. Okay. Um 
And I mean, in that movie, she big she's eyes. Good. She's got big eyes. She's got big eyes. And they're <laughs> on two opposite sides of her head. Uh, she, <laughs> <laughs> the Uma Thurman vibes. <laughs> yeah, she she was really good in The Witch, and uh, she's been in a bunch of. She was in. Yeah, she uh, she was in. You could put her as a final girl in um, Split too. And uh, oh, I didn't see. She was in that new movie, the last something of Soho, or the. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure if that's horror or not. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet, so I don't want to speak about. She's also in this movie that I mentioned in a previous episode that is coming out called I think it's called The Menu, and it's uh, the chef that the assumption from what I, the preview I saw is that he's welcoming people to his Michelin star restaurant and then hunting them for to eventually put them on the menu and she she's in it with Nicholas Holt so looking forward to that yeah it's always fun to see people on the rise before I mean she's clearly hit a peak of yeah certainly once that the Queen's Gambit yeah it was but to still be like getting into the horror shit too yeah while you're that famous is is pretty cool hmm what else you got Alright, so we are on to favorite modern horror director. You got I um I got thoughts. I'm gonna go with Mike Flanagan. You yeah, that was mine. Fuck. But if you want, I can also say I mean I can we can all agree. I, no, mean, I got other he, I got other Yeah, I was well, He is the best. Yeah, I mean he's he's had Hit after hit, hit. hit. Yeah. Um, even though Bly Manor was kind of a dud. It was still good. It was still de- it's still a decent watch. And um, Hill House was fantastic. And um, what was the island one? Oh, I haven't watched it. Uh, Black Bear. You need to watch it. She so wants to watch it with me. So Okay. Um, shit. Midnight Mass? Midnight Mass. Thank you. Yeah. Midnight Mass, fantastic. So um, he was a writer on uh, Ouija, Ouija, 2, Ouija 2, which was James Wan, who was another great modern director. Um, uh, I also have him written down for Hush and Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, which I haven't seen yet. So um, good. But he also did... Uh, Gerald's Game, which we talked about on the mm-hmm. S- Stephen King episode. It's got to be him. So, yeah. But I, I wanted to, at least, I wrote down Fetty Alvarez, who did it, Evil Dead. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did the Evil Dead remake and the Chainsaw, right? I'm. It was him, not Alexander Ahab, right? I think Fetty Alvarez did the Chainsaw I get remake, the which I like. I like the piece. Chainsaw remake, but yeah, I wouldn't I mean, put it as a negative. I, I liked it. it was we good. all gave it a watch when the Watches or Die episode. Yeah. Um, because it, it was short enough that it didn't... I think that was basically... It was violent enough and short enough that it was like... If it had been longer, maybe we wouldn't have, but... For what he did with Evil Dead, I would... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's such a franchise... I'm sure it'll come up again it's so close to my heart that it sure. did it justice yeah. yeah to make it a straight horror while still completely respecting the whole thing right exactly 
All right. Oh, uh, I had another one that I wanted to... Because I don't think you guys talked about it last time. Jordan Peele. I feel oh, like yeah. as a modern horror director. For sure. Um, between you and... Or, us. The, or us, thank you. My favorite movie that he's done is Us. And I know a lot of people... It got mixed reviews and a lot of people felt like whatever about it. I thought that movie was pretty creepy. And uh, I liked it. I liked hmm. it a lot. This next one... Um, um, I feel like they was that Nope is the Nope is the they, next one and they've finally been, they've released like a full trailer that I don't want to watch it give, I want to just like I, I want to go into that movie and just see what it is because it's not been nothing but like teasers so yeah. far so I won't say anything then because um, uh, it's still not out it comes out this month I think but I think he was involved in the new Candyman and Get Out was mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think he produced on Candyman. Get Out was such a great film, so I yeah. wanted to make mention of him before we definitely went on to whatever's next. All right, number five is gore necessary or required? Um, no, but it's welcomed. Um. Because there are plenty of good movies out there that don't have gore that are great horror movies. Uh, but it, gore always makes it like a little bit more fun for me. I mean, Halloween, for example, could have been a BG-13 movie. Yeah. I mean... I think it, I think it was PG PG. Really? Yeah. But it's R now. You mean Is when it? it was first released? Or maybe it's I'm pretty sure it's rated R. But, For the um so, I don't know. Is it, I guess there's probably language in it. Yeah, maybe. But I mean uh I mean, like I said, a lot of, a lot, there's not a whole lot of PG-13 horror that is maybe the best, but the be- the good PG-13 horror doesn't have the gore because otherwise it would be rated R. So, um, no, it's not necessary or required, but it's welcome, in my opinion. So, I... I also said no, gore is not necessary because I think you can have a great horror film like Halloween to me. Halloween's mm-hmm. a great horror film. But I think horror, I think gore can be used well to make a good horror film. But I think a lot of people go overboard and they use gore gratuitously thinking it's going to make a great horror film. Like I feel like the, the yeah, big I mean, one recently is like Terrifier, right? People think that's like a great fucking movie, and I watched it, and I think it's trash. <laughs> but I don't, I don't think you guys have actually talked about that movie much. But it's like a gore fest, and I don't feel like there's any plot, and the gore in it doesn't make it a good horror film to me. I, I feel like, like I, w- I want to see more story. I don't like. I don't think gore 
to me makes a plot. I think story to me makes I a plot. I was going to mention Terrifier. I, I want to see story. <laughs> I, I Gore doesn't make a plot to me, and I, I don't look for that in a film. I like... I, I really enjoy gore That's as a, long as like the story is still good and a lot of times gore ends up being really fun when it's like a horror comedy because it's already gratuitous that's more fun to me you know and if it's practical it's even better you know because then it's then you know someone's just covering people in blood which is always fun well we, we watched the sadness the other week and that yeah. was a gore fest and it was a it was actually not a... I wouldn't say it's a fun movie, but I think I had fun watching it. Yeah. I don't think I had any fun watching Terrifier. Well, the sequel's coming out soon. Yeah. I haven't <laughs> seen the first one either. I'm not big on clowns. I do it with It because it's It. But, uh, yeah, if I can avoid the clown thing... Well, I gotta, I gotta, now I gotta know what Vinny's gotta say about... Terrifier? I mean... Well, I know you guys did an episode that was, what, your favorite, or most gruesome kills, and you did the sawing one. The sawing part <laughs> was pretty good. I mean, like, to the torso, that's gross. But it does make a good movie. It just is. No, like, It's no. like, we are going to saw this girl in half. And she was alive for most of it. Right. No, she, no, she's fine. It's not a good movie. No, it's not a good movie. <laughs> so no, gore. I think gore isn't necessary. No, but I think it can be used well. I just think a lot of directors use it poorly. All right, ready for number six? Yes, sir. Sean, you never excuse me. No, tropes I don't like. No. Oh god, go. Favorite Romero dead movie. I'll let Sean go first. Um. Night of the Living Dead. Easy for me. Night? Yeah. Classic, huh? Yeah, for me. I watched that at Laurel Hill Cemetery. Oh, One time, cool. took lawn chairs, some beers, sat Laurel Hill and watched that actually amongst the tombstones. That's dope. That's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. That's a classic horror film. It's what, filmed in Latrobe, PA? So, a little bit local. Horrible and that, 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 you know, that local shit still gets me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I like Dawn and everything, but, uh, you know, the classic for me. Dawn for me. Uh, I like the blue zombies. Because I don't, I don't know why they're blue, but they're blue. Um, I'm not, not going to remember the actor's name, but the... The black guy who's the main character. And uh, we've talked about him a bunch on here. He's great. Um, and also, it is the inspiration for one of the best horror remakes that's ever been made, as far as I'm concerned. So, I'm just, uh, I'm a Dawn guy. I'm a uh, very much a day guy. Day of the Dead. What's number on? That was six. Trends in horror you like? 
I like... And I think this is controversial because I know... I know I've heard Jeff say in the past he's a little... Um, not I totally against it, but I like that they've been doing throwback horror movies um, because I, 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 I like that the thing I like about throwback horror movies is because it reminds me of the movies that I watched growing up and that you don't ha- and because it's a movie that takes place say in the 70s or the 80s um, it makes it easy to explain that like oh why wouldn't they just use their cell phone because like yeah know, I, I I don't like you know because otherwise otherwise if it's some you know a modern horror movie where they have it's like takes place in present day then like what's the two things that happens either they don't have service or like they drop their phone and it's broken and you know so on so I kind of like and I'm not okay I'm not saying that this is solely <laughs> Uh, centered around the phone thing, but there's also um, they can put they can put good throwback music in a horror movie that you know, and I haven't even seen X yet, but that's just a movie an example like you know it's a movie that's supposed to take place in the seventies. Um, I enjoyed the um, Fear Street. Fear Street. It, it, I was, yeah, Fear Street. Uh, that's what I was trying to think of. I enjoyed the Fear Street movies that Netflix did. And they were all throwbacks. It was 90s, 80s, and 1600s. <laughs> yeah. Um, or 90s, 70s, and 1600s. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But right in line with that is Stranger Things, too. Yeah. Which I, I fucking love. The, the yep. soundtrack, the themes. I mean, yeah. Us, us kids that grew up, you know, for the peak of our adolescence in the 90s and early 2000s are suckers for nostalgia and um summer of 84 is another fantastic throwback horror movie takes place in the 80s 84 takes some summer of 84 um so yeah i'm just gonna say that current trend in horror i like the throwback to different eras um for me uh, the one thing I've really enjoyed seeing, I don't know if it's a big generalization, is like the influx of international and especially like Asian horrors mm-hmm. in in the U.S. and shit like Parasite or Train to Busan or even like Squid Games on Netflix. Uh, there's just like a huge influx of movies that are international that people in the U.S. should be seeing. And are watching. And and are watching. And I don't... Are we going to get into things we don't like? Oh, yeah. But... (sighs) The fact that the U.S. market is getting into remaking some Asian films that are so fucking good and just want to slap, like... They just want to make sure you can hear it in English. Like, just go watch the original film and the way it was made. Yeah. I mean, Trading Just read Busan, for just example. Re- oh, yeah. There's so little, gonna... like, that you actually have to read because it's just so, like, and it, so it, much action that's happening without even... And it's not going to make sense so mm-hmm. much in, uh, like, if that happened on a train in New York, it's not... 
Right. Now, for me, the the influx of Asian horror. You, um, there was an Asian horror film, a zombie film. You told me to watch. Possession film. Zombie zombie film. Possession. Zombie film. Zombie film. I think you wanted to do, wanted them to do a watch. This guy. I'm not gonna remember the name. It's a possess- it's a it's a possession found footage movie. I'm gonna talk about it in one of the other. <laughs> no, I think we're talking we're talking about different ones. <laughs> oh. Mine was a full zombie film. Oh, was it? Yeah, coast. It was off a. It starts with a, a fish reanimating at the beginning. Oh, oh, that one. Oh, that you did watch. Yes. Oh yeah, no, that was a. Uh, it was Canadian, wasn't it? It was Native yeah. Americans. It was Native Americans. Yeah. Um, it was it was decent. What was that called? It was another zombie Quantum film. Blood Quantum or something like that. Yeah. Was that Native but, Americans were immune to the zombie virus? I guess because you know everything else was taken from them. <laughs> so yeah, they got that. But actually. My whole thing was just like international, like yeah, the influx of international films in mm-hmm. the U.S. market that I like. That was uh, seven. How about what you got? Favorite uh, Romero dead movie? <laughs> we did that already. We did that. <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, we did. Are you serious? Yeah, you sleeping? So so we did Romero Dead. No wait, we didn't do that. Yeah, we did. Where was I? <laughs> you nodding off. <laughs> All right, fine. Trends and horror you like? <laughs> oh boy, we just did this. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, you're like thirty minutes behind. Where have I been? You might want to pause it. <laughs> Fast or slow zombies? <laughs> <laughs> um, despite the fact that I said that uh, I, my favorite Romero Dead movie is Dawn, I have to go with Fast Zombies. Because they're more terrifying. Yeah, I obviously, agree. thousand percent. Fast yeah. zombies are more terrifying. Uh, you know, I mean, if you if you die of... by a slow zombie, it's pretty much your own fault. Yeah. yeah I mean, fun. like the whole horde is scary. It's like it, it, it's a slow zombie yeah. horde. Now, okay, now let me let me also say this that I don't love the World War Z like piling up on each other style mm. I don't like that but the just sprinting at you fast moving zombie terrifying I I for like um, 28 days later the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead that's the one yeah and and even you know um, it, if you go even all the way back to Night of the Living Dead, like, in Night of the Living Dead, they're slow, but, like, they'll fight you. They're a little bit, they're kind of medium. 
You know, you know what I'm saying? I guess, but I mean, they're they're in a house and they're all surrounding the house, so they're eventually gonna get in the house. So like, then you know, there's no escape. But um, no, but it's yeah. When the, the fast zombies from um, uh, fuck dawn dawn remake or or, or uh, twenty eight days later. 20 days later. Yeah. The straight up sprint. Yeah. That's horrifying. Um, Why is someone recording? (laughs) Um, That's the question. Also, yes. No, I I just, uh, fast zombies are scarier. I think the stakes are so much higher with fast zombies. Yeah. Uh, I understand the fear back when zombies started to like first show up in film, and the like slow. Because they're supposed to be like ghouls. Actually, a a movie that I probably am going to talk about later. It follows. Did you? Yeah, that's not. It's not. It's not a zombie movie, but the creature that follows them is slow moving, and it's fucking terrifying. Absolutely. I think it could be done really well. Um, but for me, it's still Fast Zombies. Mm-hmm. Because days, in numbers... days later. In numbers, you can't escape Fast Zombies. In numbers, you could get away from Slow Zombies. If yeah. you had to. Unless, unless you're talking like thousands. Yeah. Hmm. Alright. Still not sure where we land on this list. Is this questions? Got it. Hit him off. Answered. Shoot him off, man. Would you survive a horror film? Yes or no? And why? Uh, for me? No. Uh, so, I've actually talked to G about this many times. That... <laughs> I mean, I, I've prepared for the zombie apocalypse to hit the Fairmount area. And I live really close to the art museum. Like, we could go there and there's. We'd be able to pilfer, like. The medieval. Yeah, uh, boat, medieval weapons. Like, we could get there, get on the water quick. But she wants to bring the dogs. <laughs> and I love the dogs. But in the zombie apocalypse, I'm not going to be able to make it to the art museum without them. <laughs> Making a, f- I can't get Lola to fucking get down the block without losing her. Sh- I picked her up today, and she tried <laughs> to bite me. So, uh, I I think my dogs would make me a very early casualty of any sort of apocalypse. <laughs> and yeah, honestly, I don't want to live without them either. So if they're gonna go, I might as well go too. Um, I guess it sort of depends on. What kind of horror movie? But basically, my answer is also no. And the reason... uh, There's a few different reasons. If I'm in a group, you know, I think that my usefulness will be there for a while. If there's some sort of, like, group survival. But I see myself as probably the person that would sacrifice 
myself for the group survival if there was like a horde of zombies and I had to like stand and fight them so the rest of them could get away or the guy that tackles the killer so that somebody could get away I'm also not fast so in any running situation it's pretty much like (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty much done I'm pretty much done um uh, if it was, if it was a driving situation, I, you know maybe. Uh, I could I could steer a wheel. <laughs> um, but as much as I'd like to gotta, say, you got to get to the nearest boat. Yeah, as much as I'd like to say that I would, because because you know there is that um, there is that thing where you t- you think about when you're watching a horror movie and you're like, why would you ever go upstairs? Or what? So as far as like, would I survive if if avoiding the obviously dumb scenarios? If it's like a choose your own adventure book, and it's like explore the basement or go home, I would choose go home, and then I would survive. But if it's you know obviously like a zombie apocalypse situation or a Jason Voorhees situation, I'd probably be done. Hmm. Yeah, my whole my whole escape strategy. Get to a boat. I can within. I what is it? I five minutes. I can be in the art museum, and I can get a boat. I can get on the water, and I can get down the Schuylkill. And where am I going to go? Well, you end up in the ocean eventually. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm going to die on the fucking Jersey Shore. I'd rather die in Pennsylvania. Can't drink salt water. Can't drink Schuylkill water either. No. But Lola's gonna kill me wherever we go. <laughs> Vinny? No, would, do you no. think you would survive? Could you survive? Um, uh, no. For. Once, once you have the whole family dynamic, it's. You gotta. I could survive on my own. So. Vinny has I his think, own issue. I think I would have, like, the uh, mindset, like, oh, I've seen too many horror movies, I'm out. Like, see you. I'm, I'm out of here. But I think I would have the, like, oh, I gotta, like, help my friend or help the girl too much. Right. I would be. That's dead. how, yeah, it's kind of like what I, yeah. you know, I was saying. You also, but, like, your first thing, like, apocalyptic wise, like, you need to find insulin. Well, so I oh, told. That's a huge, yeah, that's a huge thing. Well, I've told Steph that, like, with the uh, apocalyptic thing, I'm like, I'm dead, so I'm just going to kill myself, and you're going to have to move on, because... Well, you could at least, like... There's not going to be enough... Try heroin. Heroin? (laughs) There's got to be a local store. That's not the same thing as... No, 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 I I mean, like, instead of killing yourself... No, no, we'll try that, too. (laughs) Try all the things that you couldn't do (laughs) when you were trying to live a quality life. We can... Well... We'll, like, raid the CVS before we inject Vinny with heroin. Because you figure they're... <laughs> all the diabetics are going to be raiding the CVS. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, you have an advantage that, you know, you're not... You're... I can, like, throw an elbow into the old people. Yeah. I, you... I, well, I guess what I'm saying Senior is... Senior citizen! What, uh. I, what I'm saying is you have an advantage over, like, the old diabetics. Yeah. So. On the ones that have already died. Yeah. Not good though. I told Steph, I was like, you're on your own. You gotta figure this out. I told Gio, if uh, I've, I've, 
prefaced this before. I was like, oh, when the zombie apocalypse hits, we'll just leave the dogs. We'll leave them because we're going to go. <laughs> no, we can't, we can't leave the dogs. Oh, Jesus. So the dogs I'll take precedence. I'll see you. See you around. <laughs> nah, I'd never. Meanwhile, you're loading the whiskey bar into the boat. Yeah. <laughs> well, we I also have, like, custom-made harnesses for the dogs. I'm like, oh, gee, you don't fit. I don't know. <laughs> nah, I'd never leave them behind. Alright, so what number? That was Would You Survive a Horror Film? Alright, number ten. Favorite alien franchise film? So, you mean of the alien franchise movies? Yeah. Or you mean any alien movie? This the, was the... This the was alien franchise. The franchise. Aliens. Yeah, I mean, that's obvious. I mean, it's, it's really close with I, one. I think it depends. Because you have one aliens that's like more of an action. Yeah. But I love Alien 2. Or Alien... Alien. It's... Oh, Alien... Oh, you, A- alien... alien the, the, also. Alien also. Yeah. The, the original Alien. Right, right, right. I love the third one. Yeah, yeah. We talked about this... Uh, I mean... In the 92 episode. It's rough with the... Someone uh, tried to call it garbage. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I, there's almost no chance I've seen that movie. I don't think I've seen Alien 3. You get bald Sigourney. Yeah. I like her with hair. <laughs> Aren't you? I like her with Aren't hair. Aren't you intrigued? No. The, uh, the animatronics is rough, but Alien 3 is dope. Mm-hmm. Prison Planet. Interesting concept. You know, because this whole time you're dealing with uh, a future which is basically unknown. All you know about this future is that there's ships that explore planets for life, you know? And so, so really, it's the first in two movies where you're like, oh, they're on a planet, they're not on a ship, and it's a prison planet that they've... And I don't care about New Dying. No. I fuck, just don't care. Fuck New. She never should have been in the movie. I don't care about her. No, I... Fuck nude, I'm glad she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Just uh, like, I'm glad that kid in Silver Bullet's crippled. <laughs> uh, and for me, I, I love Alien, uh, the first one. I feel like there's a misdirect with who the lead is. Would they make you think the, was Danny or what the fuck's his name? The male guy that goes climbing through and ends up dying. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, it's also one of the first big uh, what horror and space films. Mm-hmm. So the original, it was like seventy nine, right? The original yeah. Alien film still has a huge place, uh, a huge favorite for me, huge favorite in my heart. Still terrifying. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it still holds up too. Yeah. yeah. All right. Favorite Dracula. Um. I think there's only one. Uh, well, I think Gary Oldman. Yeah. It's got to be the standard. That's mine. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love... 
Im- like iconic image wise, it's Bella Lugosi. Yeah, but I but as far think... as like quality film, like beginning to end, it's it's Gary Oldman in the Grand Stoker's Dracula. I have huge gaps in my heart, and I fully admit that, like my horror movie knowledge, that Bella Lugosi is the Dracula standard. That like the imagery I have but those of are, Dracula, but yeah. I, like I don't know the movies or I haven't seen the movies well enough to say that he's my favorite. Um, and I don't. I didn't want to say the same shit you guys talked about when you guys uh, originally recorded this, but the dude and I didn't even write his name down. Uh, the guy who was in Monster Squad, the Dracula, who the guy who played Dracula in Monster Squad. Uh, did a fantastic job. Vinny? He's sleeping again. Monster Squad. It's, um, after it, so. You guys talked about him um, back when you, guys, you originally reported this, but uh, he was a great rendition of Dracula. Like, reminiscent of all the original uh, Universal Monsters. Concur. Alright. That leaves us to. Creepiest scene in a horror film. Um. I really like the scene. It just because it's so. Unnerving. Uh, the whole movie is. And it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Um, even though it, I mean, it's pretty new. Um, the strangers, when, so shit's been happening to this couple all night long, and Liv Tyler is standing alone in the house while the husband is, like, out trying to figure something out outside in the car, and the man, the masked man with the, like, burlap bag on his face you just see kind of like it starts off like out of focus him kind of come in through the door and then he like he's just standing behind her kind of doing like almost like a Michael Myers head turn and then he walks like all the way up to her and like almost touches her head and then just like turns around and walks away shit like that um I find to be immensely creepy (laughs) Because it's the, you know, it's the whole thing, like, you could have been alone in your house and someone could have done that to you and walked away and you had no idea. Um, So, for me, it's that along with other parts of that movie. Even just the the ringing of the doorbell in the beginning, earlier on in the movie, and it's just a girl saying, is Tamara home? And nobody there is, is Tamara, and and but does it multiple times, and it's like, sure the first time could have been by accident, but the second time obviously is intentional, and she unscrewed the light bulb. So that whole yeah. movie is unnerving and Fuck uh, her. and uh, unsettling. So that um, those two things are get it for me. I thought about this for a while, and I mentioned this movie before, but uh, 
the movie It Follows, which was like pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it actually wasn't that recent. It was probably, I don't know, twenty. We were in college. Yeah, I was. I don't know. I think or at, or just out. I don't know. Eight years ago, more. Yeah, something like that. Um, but uh, I don't need to describe the whole movie, but it. I think the entire premise. Applying it to it, it, it centers around what an STD would be if right. it was a horror film, and the main character has, or uh, you know, they have sex. The main character has sex with somebody and gets an STD, but it, the STD is basically a human being who is chasing them and trying to kill them. Who was the last person that had sex with the? Uh, was the person who? she had sex with the last person that the person she had sex with was before right you can pass it on but if that person dies yeah is killed then it's back and it starts on you again and you have to get rid of it again yeah and at some point she escapes to I don't know if it's her house it's been a while since I've watched the movie but she gets to her house she's hiding in a room and she's there with her friends and somebody shows up to let her in uh, and somebody else shows up they let her in and as they're letting her into the room this like seven foot fucking giant dude with dead eyes shows up like they're letting her in the room and she he shows up right and right behind her and comes into the room and he's the one that's like chasing her to kill her mm-hmm. and it's an awesome scene yeah I mean that whole the whole premise of that movie the fact that you know as they describe it like no, like you can get away from it and it will always just be walking all you can do is pass it to somebody else there's no yeah. basically there's no getting away from it I, yeah um, the easiest way to get get away from it is to give it to somebody else and yeah. then give it to somebody else and uh, it, that was a one of the more modern parts I'm glad that, that I really enjoyed yeah I'm gl- and I'm glad that they didn't tarnish that movie by giving it a sequel that could have potentially ruined it. Yeah. It's a good standalone, creepy, also throwback. It's like supposed to be like the 90s, 90s or 80s. Maybe. Yeah, there's no modern shit. Did you guys watch that one? Vinny, smack him. Sorry. It follows. Did you watch it? Yeah. Did you? No. That's, that's his creepiest scene. That was the last question. Um. What? (laughs) (laughs) Do you watch? Yeah. Pause. (laughs) Dead air. (laughs) I can't. I can't find the mouse. the worst remake was part of this too I don't mm, go ahead my favorite remake it's between two 
I wonder if we're between the same two, because I, ha- I have and two. I'm going to settle with one, because there's one that there's there's one. We'll talk about both, I'm sure. <laughs> there's one that I think is not, that is a good remake, that is different enough from the original, that I think is not necessarily better, and then there's one that I don't really care if anybody wants to give me hate for that I think is straight up better, and I'm going to say it. I think we're right on the same exact path. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Um, And I'm just going to say it because it gives you everything that you don't get from the original. Now, the original's great because of that suspense and what you don't see, kind of smoke and mirrors, I think. But the sweaty gritty gore that is brought to you in the i want to say 2006 is that when it came out something like that yes um so i was in i was in middle school so yeah we were middle school or high school i think middle school oh so earlier than that then because we graduated four oh five either way sarah no um jessica beale jessica Jessica beale yeah that movie this movie is horrifying it's gory the chase scenes are intense um putting the guy up on the hook like iconic yeah this this shit like and and saw this at a time where it was scary like if i saw this for the first time now i'd be like that's awesome like this is a really good horror movie but i wouldn't be scared but because i think because i saw it at you know like uh 13 14 15 something like that it hit it hit and uh, don't dislike, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying it's better because I dislike the original at all. Love the original. Um, no, I, I think the original did so much without showing you mm-hmm. what they what was scary. Yeah, and, uh, and they came out, you know, 20-some yeah. years apart. Uh, uh, and I, it's, I think what makes a great remake is... That they took all those things that were terrifying about the original and they just showed you like a little bit more without diluting the story or trying to overtake it. Um, They also take no time to get shit going because as opposed to the original, this one, that girl comes in the car and just fucking blows her brains out. And you have no idea why. And it's such a twist on what the original movie was, where it's like the cousin or whatever he was. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Um, such a great one. Arlie, what is The guy from... I'm trying to remember his name, but I'm not... I'm going to butcher it. But the guy from Full Metal Jacket and Sam Silverman is in this as the father, I guess, to Leatherface or Grant... Not grandfather, whatever. He's terrifying. Leatherface and this is terrifying. Everything about it. I was gonna say the hills have eyes. Oh yeah. Yeah. In fact, that will come up in a, in a, another question for me. I think probably. Uh, the other one, I'm I'm sure you were gonna that you alluded to was Evil Dead. Yeah. Evil Dead and and what I was act, what I was um, actually thinking of was what we mentioned in the last question or two questions ago, um, Day uh, Dawn of the Dead remake, yeah. but 
But yeah, I mean, if I was to just rattle off, you know, the three best remakes in, or four best remakes that I can think of, and I don't know that I could think of others, it's in no particular order: Evil Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Hills Have Eyes. I mean, those yeah. four. They're perfect nods to the original without changing the story enough to. Um, with a with a little exception in Evil Dead, only because they just take it to straight horror, but they do it in the perfect way, to, like in a truly frightening way. That yeah. you know, instead of the comedic. Um, yeah. e- Evil Dead for me was a movie that was a good. I was I was afraid because I'm such a fan. But it but it worked as a horror film back mm-hmm. in the eighties. Yeah, I mean it's a horror comedy, but it works as a horror film with the the shit that goes on. The original, not so much. I mean, there was no certainly... the original. The original is not my favorite movie. Um, I think they expanded on that in Evil Dead too. But they worked on a mil. They worked on a film that worked as a horror film, and they made it full blown horror. Mm-hmm. And but they I, they also um, but they paid they paid homage to the original yeah. too as and, they did it. And Raimi was a producer on it or something. You know, yeah. it wasn't like they did it without. You know. No, that that's one of the the few uh, for me that is my absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Agreed. Oh right, and fourteen. Whoa. Would you like to see as a remake? Oh. I have an obscure... Well, not obscure, but it's one you guys did as one of your first episodes. I don't know if it would work. Huh. I want to see Hell Comes to Frogtown. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't... That's not even a joke. I want to see it... I feel I, like if you did that movie as like a gross body horror film... And I'm not t- like you. Hell comes to Frogtown. He's going to Frogtown, and it's like fucking frog creatures that are in goofy outfits. Like, if you did that as a gross horror film, like a body horror, and maybe not Roddy Roddy Piper, but because I... <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> yeah, Rick Flair. Yeah, they could use Rick Flair. Almost dead. But I feel like. <laughs> But, like, I feel like I don't want to see remakes of films that were already done well. I want to see remakes of films that were good, that were bad. Like, I want to see a bad film done in a modern way. And that was a film that I enjoyed that was a B film. But if you did that as, like, a schlocky, horror, gross film, I don't know. I could see that being a, a, you know... I don't know. I'm trying to think, because I know that there's ones that I've thought of <coughs> and just am blanking on right now, but um, they're already doing an Exorcist remake. Not that it's needed. So I'm not going to say that. What I kind of would like, not necessarily a remake, but I would like a... Re- They've done so many installments now. And I'm a fan of this franchise, despite its failures kind of over and over again, despite the fact that they've made a TV show and different installments. But I 
would like a better done Purge sequel. Hmm. I feel um, like Purge was done. The well, not first all, Purge not was a done. good movie because it was, you know, it was contained, and the, and and it was all about, you know, the guy who helped design the security measures for these houses during the purge and all this stuff. But he was benefiting off of it. And so it really built up for great sequels. Some of which were done fine. Uh, I actually thought the TV show was pretty good. Um, but I haven't seen the last installment. It's called Forever Purge. It, it To me, it was just a good idea that kind of just never really got its best foot forward. Um Another horror movie I want to straight up remake. I know I've thought about this before and I'm just blanking. <laughs> um, and this is why I should have prepared. Hmm. But, um, I actually thought about this and Hell Comes to Frogtown is still open. I can see it. I mean, I love Hell Comes to Frogtown as oh, it is. But I want to see it because, you know, it's more, it's not yeah. comedy, but yeah, to see that movie done in like a horror fashion where it's like gross and like body horror and the frogs are gross and they're in like a nuclear wasteland. Yeah. Just like, I want to see that turned into a like gross nuclear dystopian horror film. It wasn't so much like Rowdy Roddy Piper punching frogs in the face. Well, I think I... it could be done in a more horror, you know, what are, what, what are we working with? We're remaking they're remaking everything that's already been yeah. done well. If I think pick some, of, pick some schlock. Yeah, if I think of it, if I think of something, I'll say it again later. But nah, I think that movie would be fucking fun as hell. Yeah. How about horror director you can't get behind? I have thoughts about Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I know you guys rally. Around no. the, uh, did you not? No, no, no. About uh, about how much you guys hate Eli Roth, but <laughs> um, I actually think Rob Zombie is uh, who I pick. Um, considering one of my uh, most favorite franchises is Halloween, uh, I I, I was into his first film and then hated where they went from that and I know he had some studio involvement yeah but considering some of the other films he made I don't care uh, I mean I know there was uh, studio involvement in the second Halloween but it it was on him I mean at this point can he make a good movie and now he has and People are on board for Halloween two, and now he he's getting all this love, this uh, love and respect for the monsters. Monsters. I have no, f- and I love the monsters. I have no faith. No, uh, that's he's getting like this trusted IP um, that so many people of the horror genre love, and I just have no faith that he's going to do anything good with it. <sighs> Uh, nah, actually, I know you guys hate Eli Roth, but I think Rob Zombie, uh, Rob Zombie is my least favorite. I agree. 
I actually yeah. don't think he's made a film that I've really enjoyed for I don't know 15 years Devil's Rejects is, is his best work I like House of a Thousand Corpses <coughs> everything else has just been either bad or eh. and yeah I mean Agreed. he literally built a a name for himself because everyone assumed, oh, he's a horror metal singer. Obviously, he can make a good horror movie. And he and because he he's known as a horror movie enthusiast, like doesn't mean any of us would make a great horror movie. No. Um, and we love metal and we love horror. So, um, I'll just stick with that same answer. Um, I was teetering between him and Eli Roth anyway. The only reason I don't go that is I don't think I know enough about Eli Roth's uh, filmography. I've seen enough Rob Zombie films. I don't see this is the I think I think Rob Zombie I could sit and have a beer with. Oh, I yeah, think, I'm sure okay. he's a nice enough guy. Eli Roth I think is kind of a pretentious dick. Actually, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know either of them. I mean, I don't know him personally. I might be completely wrong, but. Um, Rob Zombie, his directional take. I know. For I a think fact. he's probably a pretentious shit. I think that he. I think Rob Zombie would benefit from not putting his fucking wife in everything that he makes. Yeah. Um, I think we probably wouldn't have a whole lot in common. I think his music stinks. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for a reaction. I only said it for one of us. Alright. Uh, we're... 16. Horror director you can't get behind. Oh, God damn it. Next one. We just did that. 16. No. Horror director... We, yeah, Rob we, just got, we just talked about Rob Zombie. Next one. We didn't do that one yet. We just talked about Rob Zombie. Favorite movie discovery. Um, so this, I talked about this on another episode, and if I succeed, I th- I brought I put this low on my list of the found footage. Um, could also be entered into the realm of uh, possession. And if I could just get one person to watch this movie to talk to with me about it, then I'll feel happy. And it's called The Medium. It's a Thai horror movie found footage slash possession. And it's a slow build, but the last... And it's actually kind of long, but the last hour is really fucking creepy. Like, to me found really creepy a lot of like uh home camera footage of a possessed person around the house fucking wild shit Mm. so and that's also came out this year i think so that might be my pick for that same question too well so this was just like recent discoveries i discovered it in doing research for found footage um and i found it on Oh, no, any discovery. Well, I just basically picked this as discoveries. You mean for you? Any discovery. Any discovery. It doesn't um, have to be recent. And I wrote a bunch down. 
that this podcast helped me discover and talking to these guys, um, one of which, which is the one I would recommend the most, was Hell House LLC. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was recommended pretty recently, and that movie's fucking dope. Uh, especially, especially it's the, I, it supposedly occurred in Lee Heighton. If you're yeah, into, like, yeah. a, if you're into a haunted house, you know, <coughs> Halloween kind of found footage vibe, that movie was, uh, really awesome. Scary. I can't speak, of the, can't speak of the sequels, but that movie is everything that I want to see in a horror film. There's you know? so much nope in that movie. Yeah. Like, nope, I'm the fuck out of there. Yeah. And I always love a movie that, you know, it doesn't have to show everything that's scary. Mm-hmm. You just, yeah. you know, the more you can imagine, the, yeah. the worse. Yep. Um, some other shit that I found just because of you guys. Uh, Ginger Snaps. Not a movie mm-hmm. I never, I, I, I'd never watched that more movie before you guys. Uh, great werewolf horror um, a stupid one, Psycho Goreman. <laughs> I don't it's think I would have so watched. Good. That was such a fun watch. It's so fun. I want to like watch it with my niece. I just like it's too. I want to show it to for an eight year old. Yeah, that movie's stupid as hell, but gory and like just so fun. Two more years. Yeah, I mean it's so funny, and so like endearing as like a almost kids movie. Even though yeah. it's not a good movie. There's zero percent chance I would have watched that otherwise. But I saw <laughs> that and I'm like, oh, watch a good gore man. It's a fun horror comedy. And like, I don't even know if it's a horror comedy, but it's like a gory. Oh, it is. I, I mean, it is. It's a gory mess of a shit show. But it's a fun watch. I love like the other like demons. And like the one who's just like yeah. a garbage can. <laughs> yeah. That, that like grinds out meat or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. The other um, one I wrote down that doesn't fit into the rest of the group was Color Out of Space, which mm-hmm. I wouldn't have watched if we didn't get into the Nick Cage list. And it's uh, that movie was, I don't know, I just enjoyed that the hell out of that it's movie. It's a wild ride. Um, yeah, if you're into a weird <laughs> space invasion, just you want to see color explode all yeah. over Nick Cage. Peppered with Nick Cage. It's not a straight up Nick Cage movie. No. But he's a, But he has he goes full Nick Cage in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that was a movie that I probably would never would have watched otherwise recently. And I think that was last year. So just some shit I watched. Alright. Favorite movie discovery. No. <laughs> what? We just did that question. No, we didn't. Yeah, we just did. Uh, I'd put the pen there for you to follow. <laughs> Alright, what movie scared you as a kid? I got a bunch. Alright, so i We I'll did just... not do Discovery. Yes, I just did. talked about Color Out of Space. And so I, I talked about the medium, and now I just want one person to watch it. Oh, obviously it. isn't going to be you. <laughs> what scared you as a kid? Halloween. I mean, I know it's I know it's um, cliche, but my brother showed it to me when I was too young. And I literally, like, I was afraid, like, it was the movie that, like, got me, 
like I had to turn the lights off in a certain order so that the, I wasn't like running up the stairs in the dark like because I thought Michael Myers just wanted to kill me I thought he was a real <laughs> thing I thought you know the, just like the whole you know her being in school looking out the window and Michael Myers was standing there in front of a car like that's the that's the one that when I think of as a kid um there's other movies that scared me that weren't necessarily horror, but that's definitely one of them. Another uh, honorable mention is Dante's Peak, because after I saw that movie, I thought just like every like hill could be a volcano. Because <laughs> yeah. I also like my dad just took us to the theater because like he wanted to see it, and I was like seven, and I was just like, wait, so any of these things could be a volcano, <laughs> uh, which is not the case, but. Um, um, that'll be talked about again once we, when we finally do our natural disasters list because someday the, the first speak. the first ones that freaked me out was uh, or freaked freaked me out as a kid was Tremors. Oh yeah, uh, my neighbor who lived across the street. Tremors scary. I was like, God, when did Tremors come out? I mean, I I didn't move. I didn't move to Doylestown until I was like eight. So it would have been before that, so I was six or seven. My neighbor across the street showed it to me, and we watched Tremors, and we played Quake. And Tremors freaked me. And, ew, dude, the scene where, like, the old people are in the car, and yeah. the worm sucks them underground, like, that was fucking freaked the fuck out of me. <laughs> I was, like, six years old. I was like, oh, my God, this could happen. See, I think that I grasped the fact that Tremors was kind of a comedy, but it was. Still, I did it, but not. But it still scared me. When I was a kid, I did not get the Tremors. It was a comedy until like much later. So this will, you'll like this, Sean. When I was like eight years old, um, Courtney was coming over. My cousin Courtney, uh, Sean's favorite person, was coming over <laughs> for <laughs> a sleepover, and my parents were like, you know, back then. You go to leave her outside. You have a sleepover on a Friday <laughs> night. You go to you, you go to leave her outside. you go to Blockbuster, and you get the Little Caesars from next door. So I said, I asked, I said, okay, Courtney. So you pick a movie, and I'll pick a movie, and we'll watch both. Courtney picked like Mary Kate and Ashley, you know something. Go to your and family. I picked fucking Tremors. <laughs> um. Uh, needless to say, her mom was called and she was picked up from the house. <laughs> she did not spend the whole night. She lived five minutes down the street. Yeah. But, yeah. Slim. Yeah. My parents still bring this up. So this was this was my buddy who lived across the street. His name was Eddie. Uh, he showed me Tremors and Quake and like all the shit that like probably did it, like now I'm still into playing Quake and Diablo online. <laughs> Uh, and we, we, when we moved away, I was like nine or eight, and uh, we were like driving away, and I like leaned out the car window. I was like, "See, you, Eddie, have a nice life." <laughs> and he he showed me tremors. Uh, have you ever seen him since? No, God. Or found him on the I internet? Hope he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> you hope he's dead because he showed you tremors. <laughs> no, uh, the other one I wrote down. That had nothing to do with being think... a horror, horror film. Uh, so, Jesus Christ. When I was that age, uh, we lived like 
10 minutes from my grandparents uh, in the Northeast. And my grandfather was a World War II vet and used to like to, like, he used to put on, like, World War Two at war and Hitler at war and whatever was at war. And he used to put on the old uh, uh, Chuck Norris films, Braddock. And he had a VHS that was Braddock missing in action part three. And it was him just like massacring a bunch of Vietnam. Oh my God. Like it was like Chuck Norris in the eighties, just like massacring pre mustache. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there was a mustache, but this movie used to scare the shit of me, but my grandfather would put it on for me. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is great. And it was like Chuck Norris, just like <laughs> shooting up Vietnamese people in the eighties. And I'm sure it's like a blasé 80s action film. I think I'd still be terrified watching to this day because I don't think I could watch it again. I think Tremors was made the top number one pick on the Bacon vs. Swayze list, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Christ. I didn't have any choice in that. That was number okay. one? It was my pick, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> number one? Yeah. Eh. Roadhouse had already been put that put on the list, and I put it there because Point Break had yeah, already been number, number one on a bunch of lists, and so I was under the impression you guys at one point. Now this is, you know, there's no official whatever, but you guys want, at one point said, "Oh, I think once something's been on made number one twice, it's in the Hall of Fame and can't be on a list again," Man. which is why Tremors. Was over Point Break. Obviously, Point Break. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, what's, uh... What do we get into next? What was your... All right. What, okay, sorry, go ahead. Oh. What movie made you scared as a kid? Go, Benny. Oh, uh, me? Uh, so, mine was... Well, I talked about it before on a show. It was, uh... The Thing... Mm. My grandfather was watching it, and I snuck in and watched it behind the sofa kind of deal. Oh, that dog scene, man, as a kid? Yeah, and that's what it was, and I did not come back from it. It fucked me up. Uh, By the way, I mean, I don't really consider... I know it's technically a remake. Yeah, I figured we were just ignoring the fact that that was a remake. Yeah, I'm going to ignore that as... I'm not really going to call... Because we talked about favorite... Best remake. The thing is... If that's really a remake, that's the best remake. The thing is the best remake. But it's more... And the fly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know as much (laughs) about the fly. I know more about the thing. I've been really... I cannot lock down... It's impossible to get a... uh, To do a Jeff Goldblum impression. He hits too many notes. He can, Not he the goes, melts, no, no, he, he, he can go. He can go very down low. But then, but then he yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and, and and it's really I I, I uh, I've been I literally practiced in my car while listening to him on Conan's podcast, and I was like, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> so, number eighteen. What movie made you queasy? So Vinny touched on this earlier, and I don't get. Messed up by blood and gore, mostly. But I think what the what a, a scene specifically in a movie, and I saw it in a theater that I straight up like saw 
in my head for weeks and still I think is one of the most disturbing scenes in any movie ever. And any any rape scene will always yeah. like, top my list of queasy. Don't but like them. Hills Have Eyes remake. Raping the the mother or no the daughter while her father is burning alive on a stake outside and there's just a baby in a crib next to next to them. That that pretty much tops. I it agree. It, that scene really messed me up. And it's the beginning of the fucking movie. It's the first five minutes of the movie. Well, no, it's like halfway through. No, it's like fifteen minutes in. It's really early on. It's too much. Yeah. Regardless, it's too much. Yeah, and then and then there's another, uh, or is it in the sequel? I don't care about the sequel. Because the the sequel is like with like the uh, military. Uh, well, I can, I just can't remember if it's, it might be the same one. But there is a rape scene that is so intense that you're like, I don't think she can ever walk again. <laughs> And that, that was probably the sequel because okay. like the sequel is like uh, a military unit yeah and trying to top like the a, first one yeah and like it's like led by like a woman and yeah and she then gets she, raped yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's it that's it that's it it's just too much yeah this well, one took me a minute as Mario would say I mean not a leg of the rape but <laughs> <laughs> This one got me because, uh, you know, like, blood and gore, I don't know, violence, whatever the fuck you can throw at me. It doesn't really get me. And then I remembered a movie that we You don't watched. care about rape? I do not care about it. You sick fuck. <laughs> but do you remember the Greasy Strangler? <laughs> that movie, uh... That movie... Jeff loves that movie. ...made me queasy. It, and if that movie... No, I don't know if there's... That's is there the, rape? That's... No, there no, is No, there's no rape. And that is the perfect example. I concur with you. That movie... I changed my vote. The Greasy Stranglers. It's... Oh, boy. And Jeff likes that movie. It's gross. It's gross. He's probably and watching it right now. Have you seen it? No. Don't. Boy. <laughs> I... Oof. It's uh It's a uh, <laughs> I actually don't know what to say. It's the, disgusting. The dad It's like, disgusting. The dad and the son, like it's too much. It's too dad much. And the, the farts and the the fingers and the uh, the, the 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 his fucking gigantic dick. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's gigantic but it's like pointy. And then every time they go through the car wash and it's awful. It's not a good film. It's, I hate that movie. Right. No, I hate, I hate it. But like nothing gets me queasy. I can. I've seen. I've seen limbs chopped off. I've seen everything you can throw at me. But the Greasy Strangler actually made me grow. No, and that uh, made me queasy. I. Uh, I changed my vote. That one got me. I agree with Sean. The Greasy Strangler is fucking gross. Watch like, it. I feel like I need to watch it now. Oh. But when literally, oh, watch it. literally watch the, it, the only description I have now is. His fucking thumb and his big dick. <laughs> You're gonna be very in the car yeah, wash. There's, there's You're gonna be very uncomfortable. There's, there's farting and it's joke farting and. Right. You're gonna be uncomfortable. <laughs> the whole time. I don't enjoy. I 
I've I've never suggested anything about it. I would never tell anybody to watch that movie. I forgot about it. And my my boss at work was like, dude, I love the Greasy Strangler. And I was like... (laughs) No, it's the worst. That's all I need to know about you. Yeah. It's so gross. I actually don't even know how it accurately compares. It sounds like a sex act. Kind of. (laughs) Hey, babe... You want you want to do a greasy strangler later? Uh, and the movie somehow works. Now I know that that somehow involves farting, a thumb, a giant dick, and a car wash. Not enough. But a, a more po- car washes. There's a, more a, car washes. A pointy dick too. <laughs> pointy. Like a oh boy. It's bad. Like a dog dick. No. No, but like. No. I mean, sort of, because it's like red, like a dog dick. <laughs> But then, there's so uh, much of it, like... You're going to watch it, and you're going to hate it, but you're going to understand. Yeah. Uh, What's the part with the... uh, Damn it. God, I fucking hate that movie. (laughs) And I'm not mad that I watched it. I'm not mad. There's a a few funny parts that I I like to quote. Oh, they're trying to get, like, the potato chips out of... Or (laughs) he's trying to get the chips out of the... The potato chip thing is... <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You're a bullshit artist. You're a bull... Bullshit! 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 <laughs> it's so bad, Pete. It's like, it's... It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. But... It's gonna make you queasy. <laughs> it makes you queasy and want to quote it. You're a bullshit artist! Bullshit! <laughs> Rudy Tootie, Disco Cutie. <laughs> I forgot about the bullshit. <laughs> bullshit art. When is what era did this come out? Uh, like, like, recent, recent. like recently. Like really? recently. Yeah. Is there anybody of note in it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Actually, I think the old guy was like kind of someone famous. The old the old guy with the huge dick. <laughs> but it's a huge pointy dick. It's the most disgusting dick here. Is it a real world. dick or is it a no? It's a giant dick. prosthetic dick. Yeah, okay. but it's disgusting. It's like a huge <laughs> disgusting Floppy prosthetic dunk dick. cock. Yeah, he's hanging. Bullshit artist. Every guy says that they they say that a million times in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit artist. Oh fuck. Anyway, where did we leave off? <laughs> no, I think I'm we, so glad we I got to talk about this. That, that. How'd that happen? Oh. Uh, favorite horror oh. comedy? Is that where? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean? Uh, I wrote a couple down. Um, I forget what you got. I think you guys talked about Tucker and Dale when you did this before. Uh. Yeah, and uh, the obvious answer for me is Evil Dead 2. Uh, for me, that's like the perfect horror comedy that's ever been made. That uh, perfects, especially for the time, just uh, creepy horror effects, it's comedic. Um, you know, everything that I would want. But the other thing that I wrote down 
was Young Frankenstein, which I don't know oh. if you guys have talked about as horror comedy, mm. which to me that's a straight comedy movie, but it borders on that Universal Monsters kind of old school Frankenstein, and that movie Man. is so fucking good. It's so funny. It's a hell yeah. Um, Young Young Frankenstein's got to be my favorite of at least that kind of old score old school horror comedy genre. Uh, I agree on all those, especially Evil Dead 2, one of my all-time favorite horror movies. But for me, my entrant into this, the answer for this question is Deathgasm. Oh. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Because I love that movie. This movie is, I mean, it's perfect in every single way. It has comedic gore. <laughs> It has a hot blonde that goes through a uh, Sandy from Greece-like transformation into uh, like a hot metal chick. Uh, Young Frankenstein also had a hot blonde go through yeah. some shit. Um, it, it's got a hilarious premise that just they find a riff so metal and so evil that it turns the whole town into undead zombie slash possessed demons and they uh, murder some of them with cop uh, <laughs> dildo cots um, uh, just uh, I mean if you have not seen this movie and Gotta you're listening to this you Go have to watch, watch it. it it's so fucking good and hopefully we're getting a sequel at some point. It's supposed to be happening. Um, really? Yeah. Um, I fucking love the hell out of that movie. I really love this movie. That, but, like, those were the... It's still, like, I was talking about Stranger Things. That reminds me of Chris Marone. Yeah. Just, like, those were the guys that we were friends with. Like, that yeah. was our friends group that they're fucking making fun of. When I, I mean, when I described this movie to my friend Rich, uh, and my uh, from college, and my friend Connor from high school, um, both to both of them, I described it as this is like if we made a horror movie. This is like what it would be like. It would just be over the top, comedic gore with a metal theme background somehow, and um, yeah, I mean. I cannot recommend this movie enough to anybody. Uh, it's just perfect. Hi. Agreed. Very much agreed. Fucking love it. Alright. So we are down to Freddy versus Jason. I don't have a whole lot of feelings about that. I don't know if you do. Um, um, I I was always just a little bit more of a Jason guy. Um, I'm more of a Freddy guy. Actually, um, I would say I'm more of a Freddy guy. The psychological. I mean, I don't shit. have like a a true like feeling either or. No, my thought there is the the psychological aspect of Freddy always got me more Certainly, than yeah. the, the brute strength. It certainly uh, makes Jason. it unique. You know, the, the Friday the 13th movies did get a bit repetitive. As far as unique kills, Freddy definitely has an edge. Yeah. Although, I mean, 
they didn't. They, they came up with plenty of unique kills for Jason. Oh, it wasn't the quality of movies for Jason is better than Freddy. Oh, for yeah, there's a few more of them. Too. Freddy's Dead, not good. Yeah, I mean Jeff will argue it all day. I hate Freddy's Dead. I I would always say like uh, Michael Myers got you in one particular way, and Freddy got you in your dreams. Yeah, and then Jason didn't do anything for me like that was super like Jason. <sighs> wasn't super different than Michael Myers. Michael Myers never went comedy, though. Both mm-hmm. other franchises did. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, but, with wait, the exception Halloween of... Never, Halloween never leans... I was going to say, with it. the exception of, like, maybe Resurrection. <laughs> trick-or-treat motherfucker. Trick-or-treat motherfucker. Yeah. But still, it, he, you know, his character was usually pretty straight up with his kills. Like, like... Uh, Jason certainly had funny kills with what you mentioned earlier, punching yeah. the boxer's oh. head off. Yep. Um, the iconic machete to the wheelchair guy going down the stairs in the lightning storm. Love it. Um, uh, throwing the machete, you know, always got, you know, deadly accurate. Um, but Freddy definitely got the most creative as far, like, the puppet kill with the that one's crazy. Way um, more depth to his character, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, he had a personality. Yeah. Welcome to primetime, bitch! Yeah. But it was funny, when I when I was talking to Blanche about Stranger Things, uh, this isn't really a spoiler. There's a scene... Uh, Robert England has a cameo. In, oh, really? In the new season, yeah. And uh, I was just saying, you know, it was a nice nod to, uh, to Nightmare on Elm Street to... Uh, have Robert England in there and Bert Blanche is yeah I just wish he called somebody a bitch <laughs> <laughs> it was nice that they had him in there and no one's gonna get that unless you're a Friday the 13th fan yeah so he didn't have like a major yeah, part yeah it, it's, it's one it's one of those things that you know I make I have gripes with when things become a a pop culture phenomenon is that people watch that show because other people watch it and it's kind of like how I felt about when I, when Game of Thrones became such a big thing. It's like people are watching this who aren't into fantasy. They're just into yeah. it because it's a pop culture thing. Yeah. Like I've been into fantasy my entire life. And it's like I'm into Stranger Things because it's this nostalgic 80s horror thing. And it's told well. Yeah, and I, it's told it, well. At least in my opinion. So yeah, so, like, like to your point, there's certainly people that are watching it that don't know that that's Freddy Krueger. Well, he had no major part. You could not know no, no, Freddy no. Krueger, and it doesn't matter. Oh, if, you, if you've if seen any Nightmare on Elm Street, you know that that was Freddy Krueger. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, he's yeah, not but supposed like people, to be Freddy Krueger. He's no, no, just no, no, the no. guy that played Freddy Krueger. People but, of a yeah. younger generation see this guy. He doesn't have a major part. Yeah. They're never going to know, but then people of our generation are like, oh, shit. Yeah. Or at least at the older generation, yeah. I guess. There's no... It doesn't mean anything. Just... That was a cool spoiler, a cool Easter egg for yeah, for sure. People our age. How about favorite on-screen kill? Um, I got to come up with a good one because this was my idea to throw it on the list. Uh, I got one. Favorite on-screen kill. I'll start it off. How about yeah, hit me, hit me. 
Terrifier. I'm going modern. Oh, no. Come on. Terrifier. When he cuts that girl leg or uh, crotch to face. Oh, it's definitely gross. It was gross. I mean, there's some old school ones that will, yeah, that are really cool, but Terrifier, I, that shit was intense. So I, I went a different way, and I was thinking uh, Chris Hemsworth, Cabin in the Woods, when he was escaping, it was Cabin in the Woods, right? Perfect nipple placement, baby. No, when he... That was... Was that Cabin in the Woods or that Friday the 13th? That was Friday the 13th. Remake. Yeah. No, when he... When I don't even trying, remember him being in that movie. When he's, I mean, trying, that was to, long time when he's trying to escape the... You know, what's happening. Yeah. And he drives his motorcycle, kind of like Evil Dead style, over a bridge and is trying to... He, oh, yeah, he, he has the screen. And you think, like, Chris Hemsworth is yeah. going to be the hero yeah. of this story... Because it's fucking Chris Hemsworth, and he's like the ripped one of the group, and he just rides his motorcycle into the like screen and disintegrates. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh man, I got the pressure on me now. Um, the, also great horror comedy too. Yeah, yeah. Words. Oh, I feel like I could just go to back to Deathgasm because there's a million good kills in that movie. With dildos. <laughs> <laughs> Two dildos just into the head. Um, fuck. This is my question that I came up with. Um, <laughs> I mean, I have a really... Can I can I throw a non-horror one out there? Just because it's... Yeah, it is. One of my favorite on-screen kills in any genre comes from the movie Rambo. Oh, boy. Modern Rambo? Rambo that came out in like 2009. Oh, I guess the cartel. When he turns the fucking turret gun. Oh. And he kills a guy point blank and just cuts him in half. Yeah. That is pretty cool. That's pretty brutal. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, he also rips some guy's throat out with his bare hands in that movie. Um, We've talked about enough of those movies. Yeah, I, th- I mean, honestly, it's. It's kind of sort of the best Rambo. Roadhouse? Um, yeah. I'll think of another one and talk about it later. I dig it. Alright, how about favorite subgenre of horror? I know I've been pretty open and talked about it. I mean, I was even the first episode I was ever on. Um, I'm a big fan of the demonic possession. Um, but also like I'll also include hauntings in there like those I know they're not exactly the same but those are two of my favorite um, the haunted possessed yeah sometimes it's a mixed thing yeah sometimes it's a mixed thing sometimes it's straight up haunted it it fascinates me it scares the shit out of me and I don't know why, because I'm agnostic, like, through and through. I'm, I don't do really believe in demons, but I do believe in ghosts. Yeah. Like. I don't know. It, so, as far as the possession thing, as far as it being frightening, frightening to me, I, I kind of just like 
The reason I like it is because there's um, there's a ton of lore that they can use of just like the church that they can put behind things. Even though I don't believe in any of it, I like it because it can almost be a historic thing. That's why some of the movies I like in that, like, even though they're not good, like some like the sequel, uh, the the or it is actually a prequel to The Exorcist. Not a good movie, but I like it because it goes into history of the stuff. Um, so, I like that. But as far as, like, ghost stories or house hauntings, I do think that that shit is real. Like, mm-hmm. like a, a, a being that is trapped between realms or something because... Who knows? Certainly, there's no, there's no proof either way. So... I don't have any problem in separating that. I don't... I would consider myself agnostic. I guess at the best, atheist. Yeah, I mean... But I, that doesn't separate me from believing in the supernaturalist shit. Yeah. Uh, at I, mean, times. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that I don't... I don't believe in, like, a, a Christian demon. That doesn't Cops. mean to say that there aren't demons. I mean, I don't. who knows what other multiverse universe dimension things could uh i mean space is is unknown so that's this just reasons why i find these things interesting in movies Hmm. um you know what what's it uh they made a bunch of them (laughs) (coughs) um shit the Movies where like the kid is trapped in the world, uh, not they're pretty new. Shit, and Frank, no, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, the, the kid is trapped in the further, the, the further, um, what, what were those? Oh, um, Insidious, Insidious. So, those kind of, the, that kind of like took the whole realm thing. On into its yeah, own yeah. thing, so I, I mean, I I've only seen the first one, so I'm not saying that those are like great movies, but I I enjoy things taking their own take on. I mean, obviously, there's Amityville Horror, which is a house which is haunted that possesses the guy to kill his family. There's the Exorcist, which is a little girl being possessed by a demon. There's the Conjuring, which is a house haunted by a witch that possesses the mother. You know, the, you know. There's all sorts of different takes. On I've only ever seen the first Anne Frank. <laughs> I think she died in all of them. Yeah. Not... She didn't make it to, to the uh, sequel. Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness 2 could, no, uh, no, could surprise no, no, you. No, 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 no. Actually, she's, right. the, she's the villain, actually. Vinny, where are we? Can you help him? Favorite horror TV show? Uh, I actually think that's pretty easy for me. Uh, Mike Flanagan's Haunting of Hill House. Agreed. That's was fucking awesome. God, he's good. Uh, Flanagan. That was even something GL. Flanagan. Like, did, did we skip favorite horror? Uh, modern horror director. Yeah. Uh, no, we talked about it. That was one of the first questions. No, we talked about it. Flanagan, Flanagan came up. Flanagan's um, number one. No, he was actually the one I wrote down. 
Uh, Haunting of Hill House deserves so much praise for the shit that he's done. Uh, between that, Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Blind Manor, I, uh, I, I don't know. I think we talked to... You gotta uh, watch Midnight Mass, man. Midnight Mass? <laughs> I tried to, gee, I got to wait. Uh, My non-horror watching wife. Wait, why does she want to wait? She wants... Well, she, I started it. What the fuck was that? Demon. I started watching it, and she was like, oh, I thought we were going to watch it together. And then, well, now it's, what year is it? Well, it's only been like six months since it ended. No, she she was interested in watching it and thought I was going to get ahead of her. Uh, uh, but she was so interested. Doctor Sleep was so good. And I, I feel I like I, I neglected it, and it was great. I don't know if I could get her to watch that just... It's a Stephen King thing. Uh, it was great. I mean, I, I love Ewan McGregor. Did you have to watch... Uh, the Shining? Shining? Yeah, did you have to watch The Shining? Uh, I mean, I watched it with Steph, and I don't think she's seen... She, she hasn't seen The Shining recently. Okay. It was good. Like, very good. So... My favorite horror TV show. It's a reason why I've, I've been wanting to do a horror TV list for a while. So I could talk about this show. I think it's my first opportunity to talk about this show. My favorite horror TV show is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Hell yes. Sarah Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. Can't tell me it's not horror. She fights demons, werewolves, witches, vampires. No, I'm just saying it's not good. Yes, it is. Have you watched it all the way through? You would have no. a lot of fun with it. It's good. I haven't watched it. You should really watch it. Is yeah. it like Angel? I watched Angel. It's better than Angel. Because Angel is like... You know, he's tortured. I watched Angel, like, but it was like Netflix and chill. I watched it in like high school. I was like, alright, can I finger bang? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You need a Netflix and pay attention. <laughs> to Sam Michelle Geller's hot physique and personality because that matters and uh, it has a ton of um, like a ton of people that you're like hey like Pedro Pascal's in like one of like the first episodes as just like a dude that gets turned into a vampire um, who's a Mandalorian slash he was the you know who I'm talking about, right? Mm. He he's the dude. He's the dude who plays the Mandalorian. He's the dude that brought Nicolas Cage to the island in the Nicolas Cage movie. Brought hey. to the island. Yeah, we saw the movie. Black guy. He's like Hispanic. The Nicolas Cage movie we saw the literally the new one. Oh, oh, oh. That's uh, Pedro Pascal. He's okay, a, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. The Spanish guy. Um. Anyway, but there's a, like, there's a ton of, anyway, that's, I fucking, I love that, I mean, I watched it when it was new, and I was like, eh. uh, because she was like a sexual awakening for me, I had a poster of her on my wall, uh, and I humped it. <laughs> and I humped it. <laughs> Took Brittany down, put Sarah up. Sure. 
Yeah. That was the progression. Before that, I just had... Before Britney, I just had the the sleeve of the Tragic Kingdom album for Gwen Stefani. My first crush was Gwen Stefani, then it was Britney Spears, then Sarah Michelle Gellar. That gets it. Gets the job done. Um, what's her name? On the cover of Rolling Stone with the guitar covering her naked body. Tor- uh, <laughs> um... Uh, I, Who the fuck was it? I know what you're talking uh, about. Uh, I had it hang on my wall. Yeah, she sang the song about uh, Uncle Uncle Joey from Family from um, Full House. <laughs> Maybe, but I had that picture hanging. Are on. we were recording all this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question number twenty-four. <laughs> Favorite Universal monster. Movie. Um, so mine is kind of a cheat, but I'm gonna take it anyway. Uh, because it features all of them, and it is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I mean, that's a great pick. Is, and it is Universal horror. Yeah. And it is. It has all of them. All of them, and it. I mean, this movie was on a loop. On VHS. In my basement for two years, probably. And I loved it. That's how it was for me with Monster Squad. I mean, I love Monster Squad. And that covers almost all of them. But I'll stick to the rules. And my favorite... uh, My favorite Universal Monster movie... Is the Invisible Man? I don't think I've ever seen any of the Universal monster films. What? I, dude. I, I know. I gotta give you my box set. No, I. I you'll, know. You'll I, love them. Like I know them. I know the the lore. I know the characters, but I don't think I've sat down and watched any of them. I have to give give my box set. This was a thing I was going to, like, surprise Jeff on, because I I know them. So no, I just... No Frankenstein, no Wolfman. I don't think so. Dracula, nothing. I don't think I've watched any any of the original Universal Monster. Monster. You'll love them. I want to go project them on the barn, and let's just have some... Creature in Black Lagoon? Yeah, no, it, but I, I don't think I've ever... Lance Morris said this, so I was trying to think of. Is that who your guitar lady was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's a great, it's a great poster. You should watch Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Just because it has all those... Uh, and it Monster actually Squad. doesn't have Creature of the Back of the Unit, I don't think. And Monster Squad. But it has Invisible Man. Monster, Monster Squad I've seen. I mean, that has four of them. Yeah, right, but, but it's the, not the universe. I, I mean, the, universal like the original one. Universal Monsters. I've seen Monster Squad. Like, uh, like the original, like, 19... I have to give you the box set. No. Well, I mean, they're so fun. I'd rather watch it with you guys. I don't want to so fucking sit and tell them alone watching it. Yeah, but you would, like, have been sell me Frankenstein. Yeah. That she would watch. You're supposed to be working from home. But really, that means very, this whole it means very little. <laughs> it means very little. 
Alright. Onward. Uh, favorite foreign film horror movie? Ooh. Meh. I wasn't ready for this, but it was supposed to be Giallo. Um. I will say Train to Busan. You son of a bitch. What? I also probably would say Train to Busan. There's so many... Recent, recently? I mean... I mean, I love Train to Busan. But the sequel, trash. I didn't see it. I mean, I, I shouldn't say trash. That was harsh. Not as good. I also think Parasite is also equally worth mentioning. I don't really consider that a horror movie. I think it was. I thought Definitely it was funnier movie. than anything else. Yeah, that was more comedy. There was comedy in Parasite? <laughs> I thought the whole movie was a comedy. That's what I thought. Hey boy. I mean, there was definitely comedy, but... It's a dark comedy. It's a dark comedy. I mean, the end... A, the the end, end if you're going to call it a comedy, it's a dark comedy. The end was definitely fucked up. Yeah. The whole movie's fucked up. But, but, the whole, like, the, but it was like kind of like, hey, they're getting over on this family well, the whole time. It was kind of like what they would do at a slapstick, but like it was just believable enough. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Bill. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, again, really enjoyed the medium. If anybody wants to watch it. Time movie. It's on Shutter. Yeah. Um... Another international. I mean, yeah, I don't know. What, what what about you, Betty? International. I would go. Fuck, I can't, I can't remember what it's called. The uh... <coughs> the one that was on Shutter recently with the haunted street. Haunted street. Yeah. Where it's not just a haunted house; it's a haunted street. Oh, ter- uh, fuck! I can't remember what it's called. It was uh, like Argentinian. Yeah, yeah. Um, I keep wanting to say Terrifier, but it's not Terrifier. It's uh, uh, Terrified. 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 Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, and creepy. It's very recent, and I'm sure there's a ton that I got pick for favorite foreign film but um terrified was great it was sean have you seen it no but i remember seeing the dude pro i is that the head on it is creepy. That's like, kind of split, like i remember yeah. saying yes it's creepy so you have your normal haunted haunted house tale this is haunted house but the whole block is haunted and there's some very terrifying images in this. Yeah, it unfolds slowly, too. Yeah, it's quite good. Um, another one, which I just thought of and already shot out of my head. Um, fuck. Oh, um, One Cut of the Dead. Good horror comedy. Yeah. Good horror comedy. That one's more funny than scary. Yeah, yeah, it's a horror comedy. Um, but it also has that like wait is it it has that end where you're like wait are they was there actually a zombie yeah 
because it ends weird. All right, ready to wrap up with the uh, doozy. It Favorite is. holiday horror. I feel like we talked about this. We talked about it a little bit at the restaurant before Vinny got there. This wasn't just Christmas holiday horror. Any holiday. No, and for, well, I don't even know if we're going to get into nostalgic shit, but for like, for me, when October comes around, I want to watch Halloween. But that's the obvious choice. The other one for me is Trick or Treat. Mm -hmm. Trick or Treat, the anthology, is such the perfect... I think that movie's underrated. It is. It's so good. As far as Halloween being an overrated film, Trick or Treat is a fucking underrated film. Uh, that's such a perfect Halloween, you know, fall festival kind of film to get into when the season hits. Uh, I can't miss it. Yeah. It is a uh, definitely a must watch for the Halloween season. I love Little Sam. Oh yeah. The whole anthology breakup, like it's great. Um as far uh, I don't know if I have necessarily a favorite that I can think of aside from like Halloween. Um I really like the Advent calendar foreign film I watched for the first time last year. You watched that, right? It was, yeah, it was good. I, good I, original yeah. kind of Storyline, something different. Um, I'm not. I, I'm Black not, Christmas. I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not as big on Black Christmas as you and Jeff. What? It's, it's like can we, fine, can we talk about Black Christmas? Why are you not big on it? Because it's okay. <laughs> I think Halloween's a better film than Black Christmas. I think what? I think Black Christmas is the best horror movie ever made. I think Halloween did it better. I think Halloween that took was kind of boring. What? Boring? Yeah. I think Halloween did everything that Black, can't. I think Halloween did everything that Black Christmas did at Christmas and You pretty little cunt did it at Halloween. Did it better. Right. Actually I completely agree. Ah, I think Halloween right. Halloween's a better Halloween is a masterpiece. But Black Christmas did it first. Yeah, but now you're making a Jeff argument. Huh? Just because it came first doesn't mean it's better. No, it doesn't make it better, but it's just amazing that Halloween is so perfect. But then you have Black Christmas that did it even before that, like, more perfect. And worked in Christmas. Which is cool because like like we all love like you know Christmas nostalgia and and doing holiday things, but like the fact that all the creepiness towards the the, the girls and everything, I, I don't. You guys are staring at me, and I I, I feel mean, like my, you're not changing my opinion. <laughs> it's the best horror movie ever made. Ever made. Ever made. Come on. Halloween? 
I believe you if you said it was the best. Halloween number one, Black Christmas number two. Ever. I mean, I don't even... There's other horror movies I'd put above Halloween. If I really need to go with, like, best ever. I'm actually pretty... I'm okay with Halloween number one. I mean, I wouldn't... I I wouldn't... I don't think it's... I I mean, Jeff thinks Halloween is boring. Yeah, I know. But he loves Black Christmas. And Black Christmas... Is boring. Halloween... (coughs) Halloween... Is a better movie than Black Christmas. No. Dude, Black Christmas... No, Black Xmas. Ah! I'm just kidding. Ah. Um... I don't know. It, Black Christmas. Man. The whole dynamic. I, I, I'd probably just have to watch it again. I, uh, the whole dynamic between the girls and then Billy being like on the phone. Uh, I mean, I don't know how to describe it like eloquently and make it sound better than it is, but like, I mean, it is. It's the best. I but you have to watch it. Dislike it. You have to watch it oh. at Christmas time. Oh, I my did. my argument is definitely not that it's a bad movie. Let me look that pretty cut. <laughs> I like the housewoman that like. Yeah, she's got bottles of booze hidden all over the place. Bottles of sherry hidden all over the place. I mean, yeah, you yeah. have to drink and a lot then, of that like, shit. The dad of the the uh, murdered daughter that's up in the attic, and she's like. He's like hanging out with this housewoman that's drinking sherry. Yep. <laughs> so Halloween. What about um, Blood Rage? Blood Rage? That's Thanksgiving horror? Is that yeah. Krampus? That's good. Krampus is fun. Krampus, Krampus is decent. Listen, Christmas horror is the best. You know what though? I, t- I was talking to this girl on a dating app lately, and I asked her what her favorite movie is, was like of all time, and she said Krampus, and I stopped talking to her. Of all time? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of cool. I would have kept talking to her. I'm like, of all time? I'm intrigued. Of all You're, time. You know, well, I, I said of... I said that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to see where that went. <laughs> She already told me that she wanted to be a vampire. And I was like, oh, there go. I was like, this, I was like, this isn't gonna work out, but I'll keep, I'll keep trying. She sounds awesome. And she's 22 and she lives in Jersey. Yeah. Oh, she lives in Jersey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're better. We've <Her> <laughs> of all time experience. We matched, and I was like, wait. You, this says that you live 55 miles away. I'm like, which direction? I was like, do you live in, I said, do you live in Pennsylvania, New York, or New Jersey? She said, New Jersey. I was like, oh. It's nice to meet you. Favorite movie of all time is Christmas. I like Christmas. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. But favorite movie But what happened to you in your life? How did you end up here? And have you seen five movies? And that's one of them? <laughs> I actually think it's important that Vinny and Jeff know that we're not huge Black Christmas fans. <coughs> uh, I've never hidden my uh, opinion. Not saying not, but I would choose Halloween. I mean, I've, ex- Black I've Christmas expressed my opinions on uh, The Shining it, being the most underrated <coughs> horror movie of all time. That's fair. It is. That's it a is. fair opinion. That is fair. You, but you didn't. 
When we argued about that on the Stephen King list. It's a good argument. Yeah. No, I love The Shining. It, Pete's but you do agree that it's the most overrated horror movie of all time. Overrated or underrated? Overrated. Over. Oh, I used to say underrated. Shining? Overrated. No, not overrated. See? You guys are assholes. It where is not are overrated. We? We're, we're on a list. Where are we? I don't know what we're talking about anymore, but The Shining is not overrated. It's underrated. No. Black Christmas is the best movie ever made. Oh, God, no. Halloween is also the best movie ever made. <laughs> Do you have any questions you need to repeat? <laughs> uh, no, that was it. Favorite holiday horror was the last movie. Oh, there was a couple. Oh, no, I got it. Hmm. My favorite holiday horror. Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest Scared... I think Ernest is... The... One of the most creepy, overrated things ever made. Ernest it, Scared Stupid, I have Ernest, to watch every year. Ernest makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't like it. I feel very uncomfortable watching Ernest. Why? I don't know. It creeps me out, but not in a good way. Like, in a way, like... <laughs> not in a good way. But, like, in a way, like, oh, children, you shouldn't watch this. Because... Hey, I turned out all right. <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> Arguably. <laughs> I used to love that shit, uh, Ernest, when I was a kid. I don't know, but I mean, I didn't get into like all of them. Did you get touched? But Ernest Scared Stupid, no. Ernest Scared Stupid particularly is amazing. Eartha Kitt is in it. Uh, the, the original Catwoman. Uh, they, they were definitely like on the shit that I used to watch or like was okay. Like, my parents were like, oh, you can watch Ernest. Yeah. He gets attacked uh, by trolls whose weakness is milk, which is endearing. <laughs> the mother's milk. I actually haven't asked my parents, like, could I watch Ernest? Because to this day, my dad's like, uh, Fred Rogers was a creep. And I didn't like you guys watching Mr. Rogers because I thought he was a creep. And I was like, what do you... Nah, nah, you gotta watch the Tom Hanks movie and you'll cry. Your eyes out and you won't think he's a creep he understands now but like the exposing my dad I'm like Mr. Rogers was a good guy I liked when everyone said that Mr. Rogers was like a was like a Navy SEAL marksman <laughs> and was covered in tattoos <laughs> there were all these rumors about him in the 90s that like he was covered in tattoos and he was the sniper during World War 2 I like that do we do we hit all the things we want to talk about? I think so. I know I know many took some off the list. Uh, no, we wrapped it up. I I had fam- uh, favorite movies from last year. Well, favorite movies from last from the last year. So that means well, it's from twenty twenty one. I I didn't. Uh, uh, that wasn't my list. I can't think of one. Uh, Willy's Wonderland. That was the oh. one I had. Willy's Wonderland. I wrote three movies down. I had Willy's Wonderland, Fear Street, nineteen seventy eight, which I oh, thought, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, yeah. all three were actually. I liked good. all of them. And Malignant were. Oh, I, I, I still haven't seen Malignant. What? 
Uh, Dude, you would love it. You gotta watch that uh, immediately. Uh, I actually, I, Fear Street 1978. I feel like deserves a lot of credit for being like a. Photo. I liked uh, all three Fear Street. I, I did too, for and me. I appreciate the the whole Fear Street thing they did. Yeah. And Willie's Wonderland. Yeah. Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. Nick Cage, baby. Mm-mm. Dude, you gotta watch Mal- um, Malignant. I know. I think what happened was it was free on HBO for a while and then they took it off so that they could put it in theaters and try and get people to go to theaters and that's when I tried to watch it and then I never revisited it. You gotta watch it. Very good. Hey, Malignant was good. Well. Close this episode out. Huh? Close it out. Alright, well, everybody, we love you. Hope you enjoy the episode 100. We revisit these uh, topics to get to know us. Some Sometimes we revisit the question multiple times. Yeah, yeah. And you got to know um, Pete and Sean who are now semi-permanent people on the podcast. Hopefully you dislike us a little less than you did before. Don't dislike them. They're permanent. So you better get used to it. And uh, as the the, uh, Jeff would say, love, peace, and chicken grease, we are out. We are out.